A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778, or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, nitro, sun tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Welcome to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor sitting in with Jeff Lagerman and uh, Gibby spinning the hits this morning. How about that? Good morning, morning fellas. Gibby. Morning, guys. How are y'all? Everybody's good. Everybody's everybody's good. It's uh, been a good week. I don't know about y'all, but July just kind of slugged to me. Why? I, you really want to know why? Yeah. Because I'm looking so forward to, to hunting season. <laughs> he, I know, yeah, I got you. Uh, you know what I mean? Seriously, yeah, and, and, I and uh, a few weeks ago, you know, when I had um, I had Rich Gray and Captain Leon Dana on, and 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 we were talking about the dog days of summer, and the the dog days of summer for 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 me are kind of July. They just kind of drag on. August, you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, I I kind of look at <clears throat> what I have to do. How many charters I have in August? I'm good with it, but but I've got I've got a couple Mondays off you're in just, August. You're just counting it down. I am, dude. Uh, <laughs> totally, I, I I'm absolutely counting it down, and and you know, so I got a couple Mondays off in August, so I could go mm. up to the property and kind of mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, there's there, I got a lot of stuff prepped already, Jeff. I mean, uh, that that last three days, four days that I spent there. I mean, I spent two days. Two days. It's amazing Solid what days. you can do when you can stack some days together. It, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you if you could have two days where you you get on the tractor, I put my um, little hedge cutters on the boat uh, in in the bucket. You know, when I drive and I mow, when I drive and I mow, and then I get off and I and I walk a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. You know, trimming roads, getting everything ready. What do you What do you have? The pole saw? No, I've just I've on? just got the cutters, the loppers, the loppers. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't really need the pole saw to, to, uh, to do the roads. Yeah, you know, it's just the limbs. Yeah, it's it's the it's when you're driving it's down. It hits the, you in the face. That's right, and it's, and it's hitting the side the of tractor. the side by side. Yeah, I can't stand that. You know, <laughs> it, it drives me. Cra- it does. It drives me crazy. So I, did, I, I used to when I when I first bought my property, which was a while back. You know, yeah, uh, it was uh, very overgrown. Sure, know? because I mean, when you first buy it, I mean, yeah. there's a long way to go to to get to the point where you feel like. Okay, uh, I'm at the point now where you're maintaining 
You know, so you're trying to reach a certain spot at that point. Right. And my rows were at that point were so overgrown. And it was literally like every year you were pole sawing a new road or something of that nature. And now, man, I probably got the chemicals. I hate to say that. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, why would you do that? You know, chemicals are bad. You mean just killing the the sides of the roads? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If there's a, you know, it's not Roundup, but it's something that's actually designed to kill hardwood material and some things uh, uh, that it touches. Mm -hmm. And so I spray that and and what it does is it kills the limbs that are starting to go towards hanging in the road. Right. So it eliminates me from having to go down the road and do with, with the loppers, loppers yeah. or the pole saw <laughs> okay. and to do that. I, yeah, I, I get it. I, I, I really do. I, I, I get that. You know, um, but yeah, it, it see because our two hundred and fifty acres of of woods was a clear cut years ago, mm-hmm. and it's basically ten year old pines now, and and so thank goodness. When it was a clear cut, I cut all the roads in there. Oh, yeah. I had a bulldog, a, a neighbor, bulldozer. I want a road here. I want a road there. And it's amazing what it is now. It's a jungle. I mean, it's it's a giant bedding area mm-hmm. is, is what it is. I mean, it's it's crazy. And, and not only that, at that time, I went to the landowner, Terry Myers, mm-hmm. and said, I want to put- Your good friend. My good friend. Um, I want to put a food plot here and here and here. You know, so you had a, essentially a blank slate. I had a blank slate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you got a clear which, cut, that's what they are. Yeah, which is which is cool. And 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 you know, even though he was planting pines back in there, he's like, "That's cool. We'll just we'll we'll keep that open." And and um, you know, and then and, and obviously the guys planting pines, they weren't paying much of attention. Yeah. to my food plots, yeah. right? You know, so after, were, after the fact, you go back. Uh, yeah, and yeah, pull a few fa- trees right, here and there. Right, right, I, yeah, right, I, right. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. So, but but well. but now it's. It's uh it's 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 a deer mecca. And here's the other thing. When when Terry was doing that, he you actually increased the value of his property just because you added the recreational aspect to that property. Correct. And so And I of, paid for cutting the roads in and stuff right. too. A, yeah. a lot yeah. of people when they have a lease like that and they're leasing land or renting land from a landowner for, for hunting access a lot of them are very open to things of that nature if you go and you talk to them because it does increase the value of the property. Sure it does. And that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It, and, and sometimes landowners don't see that because a lot of times they're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not being able to plant another acre of tree because you want a food plot. Uh, why, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Well, that acre actually is worth more when you go to sell that piece of land than it is having the value of having an acre of trees on 600 trees or whatever. Yeah. It was. It uh, doesn't work. It's. It's. Uh, By the way, you created amazing. a haven. Yeah, a haven. Uh, 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 a haven for pigs too, huh? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm I, looking I, at the welcome to the Olympic oh, Family it's, Dealerships it's, it's, Outdoor it's, Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on our Facebook and Instagram page, and I'm looking at a picture of uh, some porkers. Yeah, there. That's the piece of property too. Bacon. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> these are yours. These are yours. These are ours. <laughs> uh, and and and. Uh, I haven't had pigs for three or four years. That one in the back is big. I know. Yeah. These are all big. That's a boar. That's a boar. Yeah. The one, the one, one in the, the left middle. Is, is, yep. 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 There's a boar. The dark one's a boar. Yep. The, uh, the one in the back looks like a big sow. Yep. And then the one in the front, I can't tell. Yeah. I can't tell either. And, and folks, if you're wondering what we're looking at, go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page and look at our welcome post. 
and there's three pigs. And where are they at? Oh, they're in corn. Okay, that's, say, is that what you're asking that, me? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you if you look uh, before, but, but I I had um, so this is the this, these are the aged trees that was clear cut. Correct. And so you put this uh, this little clearing in. Correct. And this is where you're feeding up corn. You got a camera to kind of keep an eye on what you got for deer. I have a cell camera in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Are they still coming back? No. When the corn when the corn went, they're gone. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, but they'll be back to check. I would think so, but 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 you know what's amazing is, I, okay. So I cut this in. I, I mowed all this on Sunday afternoon. Mowed with a bush, bush hog. Bush hog behind a tractor. Yeah, behind a tractor. Okay. But I mowed it. You see, I mowed it down, right? Yep. I went in on Monday afternoon and put two five-gallon buckets, spread two five-gallon buckets of corn out. Monday at that, that was a Monday at three o'clock. Put the put cell phone camera out at five o'clock i was getting deer pictures <laughs> wow it's, it's, and, and corn in a new spot well it's an old new spot if that's what you're asking me so, how how I, long how long had, had when's the last time you put corn out there months. okay so two within two hours within two hours they discovered the corn's back Absolutely out at such 100%. and such a spot two hours i was getting pictures that's amazing how long did it take the hogs to find it two days Yep, two days, and it was almost. You, know, you can see that you can't see much corn on the ground there. It was almost gone, and 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 then after this picture, I had one other nighttime picture of the three hogs. Um, now the only problem is, is that that is, um, I'm going to say a hundred yards north of the property line, and that property line is a power line, a big commercial power line. That's where you've turkey hunted. Right. That's where, I, that's where I love to turkey hunt. It's on that power line. But on the other side of the power line is my good buddy James Missouri. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And he likes, he likes pigs? No, he doesn't like pigs. <laughs> I sent him the picture when I sent you guys the picture because we share pictures. Yeah. James, I mean, and, uh, it, it, and it's amazing. That's good. You got yeah, to. Yeah. I mean, with uh, landowners, man, that's that's the ticket. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing the deer we share, the animals that we share. Well, he texted me last night and he goes, by the way, were those pigs on the power line? I said, yeah, real real close to it. Mm-hmm. He goes, man, they found my chufa. Uh, uh, and people, and people just yeah, real I'm quick. Like, oh, no. Chufa is a, essentially it's a nut grass mm-hmm. that you plant. And because turkeys go crazy over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just bananas. And it's a weird crop and that you plant it in the summer. And then <clears throat> it goes to nut in the fall. When I say nut, it, pre, it, it makes a little... Like it's why they call it nutgrass. Right. It makes these little things, and turkeys the turkeys pull up the plant, and it gets these little nuts, and they they love them. Well, the problem is, is that turkeys or turkeys not only love it, but the hogs love it just as much. Mm-hmm. And hogs will dig them up before they actually go to make the nut, just because that's what hogs do. Hogs dig to find insects and everything else that are in a lot of crops. A lot of people think, man. Hogs are just damaging crops because they're eating them. Well, sometimes they're eating a crop, but a lot of times they're trying to eat the bugs and mm-hmm. the worms and the uh, things that are in the actual soil of the crop. So it's yeah. not necessarily eating the plant. But they're destroying it. They love nutgrass, though. Right. They love chufa. <laughs> I planted, we, we actually had this conversation a little bit ago, because hogs can just wipe, I mean, they can wipe a field out in a night. Mm-hmm. Two, three, four acres. They might they might do twenty acres. Just depends on how many hogs. But I've had them wipe a field out of uh, chufa in a night. 
I had them wipe out a field, a seven-acre field of grain sorghum in a matter of a couple days. It's like <laughs> yeah, wow, <laughs> it's yeah, brutally destructive. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we love hogs so much. Yeah, exactly. Pow, pow, pow. A- anybody pow. that landed that manages land mm-hmm. hates hogs. Of course, Pe- a lot yeah. of people that lease land. Okay, that uh, targets of opportunity. Okay, it adds another hunting hunting uh-huh. season because hogs can be hunted year round. Mm-hmm. They enjoy it. And I don't, I'd love to go hunt hogs too, but I don't want to hunt hogs on my place. <laughs> <clears throat> no, thank you. And, and we've dealt with them plenty of times. Yeah, and and for the most part, like I said, I, I've I've had I've had pigs on my property before, but they're transitory. You know, they're there for a few days, and then they're 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 gone. I, I've never had I've never had a pig in any of my food plots. You know. So we'll just have to wait and see when I, I haven't been back since these pictures, but since the corn ran out, uh-huh. they haven't been back, yeah, but they move. obviously went over across power lines. What's close by agriculturally? Cotton. Okay. Yep. There's, Any, there's no anything peanuts. else? No, there's no peanuts. There's no, there's, there's everything. No corn. Nope. Nope. It's all, there's nothing. Hmm. There's nothing. It's, it's all cotton. This They'll year. root around in the cotton. They'll root around and try to dig in the soil. Uh, yeah, I don't doubt it. Pigs won't ever stray too far from agriculture. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's a food source, not in the soil and, and the plants that are planted. Mm-hmm. So do you guys have a trap system? No. No, you don't have any traps or anything like that? No. How many times have you had hogs? In the, how many, I mean, out of how many, let's say out of the last 10 years, how many times have you had hogs on camera? Three or four. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It, that's pretty, pretty low. Yeah, it, it, uh, and 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 your serious, farmers must be doing a pretty good job with them. I, I don't know that. Um, I know, I know. Terry hires. You know, he's got cows, and so he. I, I, I know he he hires guys to maintain the coyotes, and and I'm sure that those guys are, you know. Yeah, if, if he's got guys yeah. for. For coyotes, so yeah, I'm yeah, sure. yeah, I'm sure he does. I yeah. mean, he lets me know. You know, I mean, I, I guarantee you, if I send him this picture, he would be like, "Oh, we got to get rid of that." Yeah, you know, I mean, so, but that that really was. I was shocked. Um, I, and let me tell you this: I've never had pigs this time of year. Never. Hmm. They have all the only the, the 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 really the only time that I've had pigs is when the oakmogi comes way out of its banks. Yeah. And and pushes them out of those pushes woods. them farther yep. to places that yep. are typically yep. and higher then, and, 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 and 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 generally speaking, Jeff, that's January and February. Mm-hmm. You know, um, obviously, you know when when it's raining and it's cold and there's, there's nothing being you know the water's not soaking into the soil. I, I'll I'll occasionally get pigs. Yep. Well, we can we we have it. You know, and when I say we, me and and the neighbors that I have. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of that neighborhood consists of my neighbor, the Gillises, and they have beautiful farm, you know, four center pivots. And mm-hmm. and right now, it's those pivots are all planted in peanuts. Mm. And so if there's a hog anywhere around the area, they're going to find them, those peanuts. Yep. And the farmers do a pretty good job. The guys that are leasing that ground do a pretty good job of trying to eliminate some of the hogs. But man, if the hogs start to become a problem, it, the the, the Gillises will hire somebody in a minute. Mm-hmm. Come out there with night vision and and take them out because if you start having a problem, 
And all of a sudden, that problem, you know, the old perk commercial? You remember that? Gibby probably doesn't even remember this, by the way. Mm. It's a commercial needs to have, and he goes, and she tells one friend, and they tell oh, yeah, two yeah, friends, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden the screen keeps multiplying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's a pig situation yes, right absolutely. there. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I don't remember that one. No, I know. Yeah, you're a little young yeah. for that, yeah. Gibby. All right, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. If you'd like to join in this morning with me, Jeff Lagerman, and Captain Kevin Favor, 904-641-1010. Hey, if you're thinking about maybe uh, getting on the better side of the HOA Nazi... <laughs> <laughs> and storing your boat trailer with Stack M storage. Mm-hmm. Well, now's the time. They're running a special. Your first month's rent is only one dollar. A dollar, exactly right. Mm-hmm. And there's no long-term obligation. And they'll come pick up the trailer, wash it, store it, do a safety inspection, and bring it back to you when you need it. Here's the best part: How many of you go out there and say, "You know what? I need to wash my trailer." Yeah. <laughs> How many? I, not me. Not me. I, 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 I'm, I'm the worst about it. Stack them will actually wash it and store it for you. Uh, we've had several friends that we yes, know we have. that have stored their stuff at Stack M, their trailer, and they love it. It's convenient. The, the wives are happy. The HOA is, is not on their rear end anymore. So if you're interested, call Pat, 962-9605 to get signed up for Stack M Storage. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. We've got open phone lines. If you'd like to join in this morning, 904-641-1010. And let's go to the phone lines and bring up Sandy this morning. Morning, Sandy. Hey, morning, guys. How you doing? Morning, Sandy. Um, we got a um, hunting lease that I had joined last year and, you know, got my first deer and everything and kind of got all excited. But um, what happened the first part of the year is we lost um, 10,000 acres that was bought. Um, and that had all the, had eight food plots on it and had almost 30 club stands on it. And they downsized and we went from 60 members, to like 30 members now, but we still got a portion of it. And all the pictures I've been sending in Jeff, um, of the does and the spotted fawns that I've first time ever had any on camera and all the um, bucks I've been having come in that's still in velvet. Um, so I'm kind of excited about the little spot of land I still do have. But um, when do you think they start going out of velvet? Uh, most well, it depends on the area. Um, you know where where particularly is the is the is the property at? Dr. White knows where it's at. It's right there off of 301. And, um, okay, so you're talking North Florida. Yes. So I, mean, uh, yeah, I know that. Uh, I think we had this little, conversation with Dave last week. Yeah, we actually week. Yep. a little bit yep. last week, and we were talking about the spots and mm-hmm. how long they last. And well, a lot of times the rut in North Florida, the rut is actually in August. And so they actually go hard horn sooner than like a, a buck that would be up in middle Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I can tell you this, and I, I'm not experienced in your particular area, but I can tell you up in middle Georgia, our bucks typically go hard horn right around first of November or first of September, September. Yes. And, uh, some of them are a little bit longer mm-hmm. and some of them are a little bit sooner than others, but for the most part, it's about the first week or two of September. They go to hard horn. And, and, and Sandy, it's the craziest thing. You'll have a picture of them on September 1st in full velvet. September 2nd, you'll get the picture of that buck, and he'll be hard-horned. 
Yeah, it, yeah I mean, it happens that quick. Yeah, yeah, it does. Some I mean, of them, you know, you get pictures to where you get the velvet hanging yeah, off, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. a kind of a bloody tinge to it. Mm. It's sort of a it's bloody really tint. It's really kind of neat to see them because I went and just, you know, it's really the first year I've ever had any on camera myself, and it's kind of neat to see them growing and everything. But um, and I've got a bunch. I mean, I had to up the upgrade to unlimited pictures on my spy point just because they were eating up a thousand a month and um one more question they are i've got two trough feeders and honest to goodness i am going through a hundred pounds a week in those two trough feeders well that's not very much it's not no 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 i mean i've i've know people that will feed 50 60 pounds 70 pounds a day damn yeah so it gets I mean, expensive when you're when you're sitting there yeah, going man is. i can't believe yeah. i'm feeding 100 pounds a week yeah. <laughs> that ain't nothing yeah. Sandy. Uh, okay you're doing good I mean, trust me I, I mean i've got a lot of pretty deer on there i i don't know if i jinx myself and kind of Named one of them wall hangers, so I don't know if I've jinxed myself, but hopefully not. But um, I just wanted to give one more shout-out to the guys at Tire um, Outlet over on the west side. They got my four-wheeler all changed out, so I got a new set of rubber on the four-wheeler. Good. Over on the west yeah, side. Yeah, they're the best. Good. Tire Outlet, good folks. Good yep. folks yep. and uh, great products. Thank you, Sandy. All right, guys. Thanks, buddy. The uh, – Interesting thing that he brings up about antler growth and when mm-hmm. a deer goes to hardhorn for a lot of people that maybe listen. Some people don't know what we're talking about. Deer are one of the greatest mysteries and one of the most studied animals that there is on the planet mm-hmm. because people are and, and doctors are trying to figure out how can an animal regrow a, a, a body part or a set of bony structure Every year. So like a deer, it grows horns through the spring, and then it drops its set of antlers in the wintertime, January through uh, March, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And this is elk, moose, white-tailed deer, mule deer. So they drop these set of horns, and then they start growing again in that March-April window, and then all of a sudden, by the time September rolls around, they have a brand-new full set of horns. Typically bigger than the year before. Yeah, Dave said something like an inch a day. Yeah, how does that happen? Yeah. Well, it's one of the most stunning things that there is because people would love and doctors would love to know and scientists would love to know how does the animal, how does it do that? How can we take that that great medical mystery or this great biological wonder and how can you take that and then use that for humans to, mm-hmm. to regrow limbs, to regrow bone, to whatever. So it is, and that's why we were talking last week about how there's different supplement products that have antler dust or whatever the yeah, hell it yeah. is that you can buy because of many people believe that it's going to give you some great quality from this antler because it is one of the most amazing mysteries in Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. But when the antler grows, the it's it's wild, and that the antler when it's growing in the in the spring and the summer, it's covered in this velvet, literally, and it it feels like a velvet, velvet. 
Yes, you know, like, does. like yeah. the old nineteen seventies pants you used to wear, favor. <laughs> like velvet, <laughs> like velvet. But they're covered in that velvety substance, and blood—it's it, a live mm-hmm. organ. Mm-hmm. It—it's growing. It's got a blood supply, and then somehow, some way, this animal's biological system once it the antlers are full grown and i don't know if it's a change in testosterone or what it is all of a sudden the blood supply stops mm-hmm. and then the velvet falls off and the horn or, or they rub it off or they and they rub some of it off right, because it's right. annoying i mean if right. you had a bunch right. of hanging right. pieces right. of velvet in your eyes you'd probably want to rub it off too but it's amazing that it just stops and then this velvet falls off or is rubbed off, whatever you want to consider mm-hmm. it. And now these horns that were a very sensitive, supplying blood, and they didn't, and, and deer would, or they don't do anything to hit their antlers because it, I guess it hurts. But then it becomes a piece of bone. Right. And then they use it as a weapon. weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how does that happen? Well, and and the, the, the cool thing is, I, I, I know Sandy's really gotten into hunting. In the last two or three years, killed his first deer last year, I believe is what he said. But you and I have 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 always run our cameras, and I, and, I, and I'm not talking about a full gamut. I've always got a couple cameras where I can keep an eye on deer. This year's the first year I've ever had cell cameras, which are just like really cool. Which, by the way, a lot of people yep. might have been when Sandy talked about, mm-hmm. well, a thousand pictures weren't enough. I had to up it. Yeah. When you buy these cellular cameras, which nowadays they're much more affordable than they used to be. Yes. Typically, the cost on a cellular camera for a plan is a ballpark of five, six dollars a month, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then that affords you a certain number of pictures. Some cameras it's unlimited. Yeah. For six dollars a month. Some cameras it's not. A, you know, you have to pay. Right. The more pictures, so you're paying for a plan. Whether it be a thousand pictures or. 5,000 or 8,000 or unlimited, whatever it is, you have a plan. But these cellular cameras have become so much more affordable and the technology yeah. has become I've so never, I'm just amazing. Much, you know how much I love chill cameras? Oh. You know, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm kind of a junkie guy, you know? And, and some cell cameras, they send you a text. Some cell cameras send you a email or mm-hmm. an email. Some of them, you actually have this app that's on your phone, and it sends it through the app. Yeah, it sends it through the app. So there's a bunch of different ways that these cellular cameras, and they are also wonderful security uh, tools. Yeah. Because you can set up these cellular cameras on your home or your camp. Or- you, you know why I originally bought it? Security. It was. <laughs> I was having a, a real problem at my place in St. Augustine with armadillos. And so I, I bought the original one to set up in my yard so mm-hmm. it would alarm me uh, at 2.30, 3 o'clock. Wake in the you morning, up. Wake me up. And, um, and you go out there and shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> Worked. Did you get it? Yeah, I got it. Absolutely. <laughs> so then I was able to, uh, uh, you know, like you said, I, I set it up. I've got trail cameras hidden all over my place in georgia as in around my residence oh absolutely um and so with the cell camera and and you know you started this with the spy point years ago you i remember mine was the um not the spy point mine was the uh gosh it was one of the first two yeah 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 i'll think of it anyway but but i remember spartan spartan yeah you came in and you're like look dude i got somebody on my power line 
and you were able to make some phone calls. Oh yeah, you know, have somebody out there in five minutes. Have somebody out there in five <laughs> Ten minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's it's um it's serious security. Oh yeah. Now, which is which is great because, um, I don't have internet. Right. You know, I mean, and and so it, for for most of your security systems now, you have to have internet. You have to have some kind of. But with this. You, you, you no know. problem, no problem. Yeah, because you got cellular access, cellular yeah. signal, and uh, and everywhere seems to have a decent cell camera, cell yep. signal now, good enough to where you can have these cellular cellular cameras. And most of the cellular cameras that are out there, you can buy them either with the AT and T plan, mm-hmm. or with some Verizon. of them you can get with the Verizon. Mm-hmm. There's a couple cameras that are actually manufactured. There's literally a switch on the camera mm-hmm. that you toggle if you want to be it on, on an AT&T plan and if all of a sudden you find out that that signal's not great and you want to do a Verizon, right. you yep. actually literally take the same exact camera, move the switch over to Verizon. I mean, that's a, that's pretty amazing technology. Uh, it, it is. I mean, for seriously, for for me to be able to set it up on yeah. my cell phone? Yeah. What it, now, which ones did you get? The Tacticam. Tacticam. Reveal. Okay, it's a Tacticam Reveal X, and and they've upgraded that. And and it do was, you have a plan as far as number of pictures you're allowed to? I'm get unlimited. Them? You're unlimited. Yeah. And what does that cost like you? Six a month? bucks a month. Six bucks. Yeah. yeah you 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 hit Tacticam, it right on the Six bucks. Yeah. Unlimited. Yeah. Send you an email. You, you have to you have to have an activation fee. Right. Which which I don't remember. Which exactly. is not much. It's not much. No, no. It's not much. But I mean, to 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 be able to secure your residence there. And to be able to, and, and I'll be honest with you, I won't put another one over a corn pile. I just was curious to see what was there. Yeah. It, you know, it, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do. Well, like Dave Edwards, trails, yep. we, we yep. had on last week and oh, by the way, uh, he's going to be joining us after we do the LV hires Inc gear tip of the week today for a couple segments to talk uh, a couple things, deer and hunting. He talked about these, uh, cutty link systems and, and so how those essentially work is that you have one camera that has this cellular mm-hmm. antenna on it, okay? And then if you have, let's say, six. Let's say you buy a bundle of six. So then you have all these satellite cameras, and as long as one of them can send it back to the main camera to that the has mo- the, the cellular... Mother, the mother camera. The mother camera. Right. As long as the other ones are all pretty much within line of sight, you could have like a pack of, of six cameras all around one location for Oof. security that's taking pictures of yep. every angle yes. of, you know, let's say you had a commercial yard. And they, they talk about a, a mile apart. Which is amazing. It's amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could cover some areas. I think there's about two or three camera manufacturers that do the Link-type system. Mm-hmm. Cuddy Link is one of them. Cuddy, Cuddy Link, and i got to talk to Dave about this because I, you know, he's, he's a big fan of, of Cuddy Back, and I think he's on their payroll. I think so too cause because I don't I, like Cuddybacks. I keep reading the, the reviews on the Cuddybacks, yeah. and I had Cuddybacks for years ago. Years ago, I, I did too. Hated they, them. Awful, terrible. They were, I mean, absolutely terrible. This this Tacticam, I mean, because you have one app, yeah, and and you name the camera. So whenever the pictures come up on your on your app, it 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 tells you which camera. I mean, so it, so my phone is basically the mother camera. Okay, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so whenever the pictures come up, it'll say South Plot or 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 you know whatever whatever your name of your camera is. So you have a link system, basically. Yeah, because all I have to do is I I I, I, I did one camera. Yes. Right. Right. And then I wanted to so like three weeks later when I was going to the property, I wanted to add another camera. I just go to my app, 
push ad camera. But do you have to pay another $6 a month? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. But yes. see, with the link system, the yeah, Cuddy I, I, link, you don't. You right. pay for that one camera. Right, right, right. Yeah, I get it. Interesting. Yeah. I'd, 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 I'd love to have somebody on from trailcampro.com to talk about this. Maybe yeah, I know, may, me too. I'll see if I can get somebody that, on maybe. That would, that would be week. fantastic. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's take a break. We're like way past due. Gibby is like yep. totally dropping the ball <laughs> on getting us on time. Yep. Chris is somewhere going, what are you doing, Gibby? <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to join us, 904-641-1010 right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hey, uh, first week of November, what are we thinking about the first week of November? Rut. The rut. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I can't wait for that. Yeah. But here's something else to think about the first week of November besides the rut. We are going to be at the grand opening of the new Hagen Coastal Outfitter store in Glen St. Mary. And it's uh, going to be a great store. It's going to have a guns and an ammo section. But that day on November 5th, first week of the rut, okay, we're going to yep. be at Hagen Coastal Outfitters in Glen St. Mary. There's going to be free food, going to have giveaways. The, they're going to open up a, a little place where you can register online soon. And uh, some grand prizes. Got an Old Town Big Water 132 pedal kayak, just like I have. Got a Crescent Kayak, the new Sholey. That's a fishing kayak, and that's in green camo. And then they're going to have the Hobie Lynx Kayak, which is an awesome lightweight board. They're going to have the Boat Rackham 12-foot Verge, which is a new pedal board. Awesome. Man, it's like like hundred grand in prizes and giveaways this day. Amazing. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. And uh, <laughs> they're going to have, I think, for the first 1,000 people, a swag bag or a swag bucket, which is all kinds of free stuff in there. So, man, November 5th, write it down. Yeah, Don't it, make any plans for that day because you have to be there to win. It's going to be – it's going to be a great time to be an outdoor show listener participation. Oh, my goodness. Because November we've got Hagen, and then we're bringing the Christmas show back to Ring, to power. ring power. Stand by for the dates, <laughs> um, and, and, and I'll let you know because um, my daughter kind of threw a ringer into to this a little bit because Uh-oh. she, well, she's due on December 17th. What? <laughs> yeah, so another grandbaby. We're going to be there for that. So uh, we're probably going to have it the weekend b- b- before that, the, the Christmas right. show. So I'm I'm organizing everything with with Ring Power, and it's going to be, it's 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 going to be a, a November December, great great, two, lots two of fun, great locations. Yep. All right, uh, let's do a uh, tide support brought to you by Angie Subs, and I have been jonesing, I mean all week. I I haven't been. You, you went a week? No, I have not been all week. What? I'm proud of you. It's ridiculous, and and it's crazy. I mean, when you haven't been there, is, is Ed putting something in the tea that just makes you got to come back every week and get a sandwich? Anyway, I don't, I, don't put a pass. Best that. sub in Jacksonville, period, folks. Angie subs right there at the corner of Beach and Penman. If you live in other parts of Jacksonville and you go, eh, I don't want to make the drive out there, I'm just telling you, once you do, you'll become a believer. Today at Mayport, high tide, Mayport Bar Pilot Dock, 10... My eyes are getting so bad. 10.38 a.m. <laughs> 4.08 p.m. is your low tide at Mayport. And for tomorrow, if you're making some plans for tomorrow morning, thinking about a morning fish uh, at 4.47 a.m., that's your low tide at Mayport. 11.17 is your high tide. And again, uh, each and every week brought to you by Angie Subs.
Now we'll do a weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig. The, uh, did you actually know, and seriously, do you actually, or have you have you known, that the the Bearded Pig is actually a real animal? That there's a really a, such a thing as a Bearded Pig? Uh, no. For, you know, for years, one, one of our listeners actually sent us a link uh-huh. on Facebook or uh, Instagram and and shared with us the uh, animal of what is actually a bearded pig and it's actually a pig and it looks <clears throat> and it's got so all do this, you think that that's where the name came from it's, i mean I, it's gotta be right I, I i guess well i mean you're starting a barbecue joint <laughs> and you come up with bearded pig i mean it's 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 catchy it's right, we'll uh yeah We'll get to that I, I, in a minute. I, I got it right here. If you, you pull it up? It. Yeah, I got it. Okay. South, southwest 10 to 15. All right. Today, uh, becoming southeast 10 to 15 in the, in the afternoon, which is it's been this way. Tonight, 15 to 20 out of the south. Uh, tomorrow, south winds 10 to 15, 2 to 3. Sunday night, south winds 15. Monday, south winds 5 to 10, becoming southeast in the afternoon. I mean, on and on and on. Tuesday, southwest 5 to 10. Tuesday night, southwest 10 to 15. So we're just stuck in a... A, a, a high pressure right now, and it's not going to be broken up until we get something. Whether it be, don't say that a cold front. Don't say yeah, it. a cold front. You know, I, I'm I, nope. I'm not going to say it. So anyway, uh, some taboo. kind of some some. Yeah, it's totally taboo. We're doing good so far. We are. We're doing good. Don't, don't We're doing good. It you know, it's it's. Uh, but I, I will tell you this. And, and and obviously it's always brought to you by the, the, the bearded pig. I will, I will tell you this, Jeff, that we have had since since June first. Let's mm-hmm. just say since June first, we have probably had two, maybe three days where we could run on the ocean. When you say run, I'm talking about you catch your bait, you look up, you know, the ocean's like go wherever Glass. you want to go. You know, I have it. Uh, this, this as far a, as when you say go where you want to go, go right. offshore, right? Bump you know, offshore 20, 30 miles, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't run, matter. Run thirty miles an hour to your spot. Right. Ten to fifteen miles offshore. I can tell you for a fact that we haven't had any of those days. We haven't. No. I mean, we we just because here's here's how I know. Every morning, I wake up mm-hmm. now because I live at the beach now. Wake up, look out over the ocean, and go. Is it going to be a kayak day for tarpon? Has it been? No. 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 I no. mean, I, you know how you wake up and it's I, you know, I the southwest you. wind and it's just flat calm and there's barely any I, waves? No, there hasn't been one of those we, days. No, we, 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 um, we, we, it, because if you, if you look at, you always have to look at the nighttime. And, and when you look at, uh, tonight, 15 to 20, mm. that's a, 15 that's a to lot. 20. At night, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to. I know like the last couple of days, Kevin, the surfers have been yeah, out in absolutely. mass. In mass. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and maybe there's a big ha, Let me ask you this. Well. When's the last time you saw a kayak in the ocean? I saw one um, week before last. A week before last, you saw one. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the surf used to be littered with kayak fishermen. Yeah. You know, tarpon fishing and, yep. and, and, and doing and, whatever, doing whatever. And we just, we have not, it's two summers in a row. Somebody asked me uh, on the forecast show on Thursday, they're like, do you think last year or, or this year 
has been more conducive to get offshore. Uh, and, and, and last year was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, this two year, years in a row. It, it, it's, it's been two years in a row. Pretty close. Yep, that, that we just I'll, – I'll give you an example. Now, guys are going offshore. Don't get us wrong. No, no, no. Yeah. But we're talking about the, talk- the flat, calm, take yeah, a bay yeah, boat yeah, yeah, and yeah. go 40 miles offshore. But you, you, if you want to run southeast in, in the last six weeks, you're going to get your teeth kicked in. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a bay boat. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and most of us, most of us are running, you know, charter captains are running bay boats so we can fish inshore and offshore. And 90% of what we do this time of year is running offshore. All right, so when we come back, I'm going to tell you exactly what a bearded pig is. But okay, right. I didn't know this. I, did, I thought it was just a made-up thing, mm-hmm. you know, like a... I did, too. Right. Like, yeah. But there's really an animal that's known as a bearded pig. Okay, I'm, I'm curious. We'll get to that. And uh, Captain Chip Wingo Oh, cool. We need to come, us talk to Captain Chip. Because I've heard he had a phenomenal day. Incredible day yesterday. yesterday. And uh, we won't get all the details, but maybe we'll get a little information from him right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. You've got a job to do. you got to have the right equipment, and Coastal Equipment has got the right equipment for you. You've got the full line of Kubota products, Gravely zero-turn mowers, land pride attachments, steel power equipment, hot seat pressure washers. You name it, they got it. Two locations, New Kings Road in Jacksonville and in McClenny. All right, before we go to the phone lines to talk to uh, Captain Chip Wingo, mm-hmm. just real quick on this bearded pig thing which uh, is our favorite barbecue restaurant. It's not even close. If you haven't been there, do yourself a favor and try the brisket. And on the weekends, if they've got beef ribs, oh, my. A bearded pig. So the Bornean bearded pig, also known as the Sunda bearded pig, or simply the bearded pig, is a species in the pig genus. I didn't know anything about that. It can be recognized. Does it look like a regular pig? It's got a different shape to the face. <laughs> Very different. Okay. It can be recognized by its prominent beard. It also sometimes has tassels on its tail. It is found in Southeast Asia, Sumatra, Borneo, the Malay Peninsula, and various smaller islands like the Sulu Archipelago, such as Tawi-Tawi, where it inhabits rainforests and mangrove forests. Bearded pig lives in a family and can reproduce from the age of 18 months, which that's surprising. Yeah, that's, that's Because our wild pigs are reproducing at like six five, yeah. five or six yeah. months, yeah. right? Absolutely. And can be crossbred with other species in the family Sude, which I have no idea what that is. Anyway, there's your uh, info on the bearded pig. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up uh, Captain Chip Wingo here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Good morning, Chip. Good fellas. morning, buddy. We just, we just, um, Got a picture of you. Somebody's somebody's spying on you. Yeah, somebody's spying by. on you. Is there is there somebody around you that you know? Yeah, it's that that uh, weirdo from Palm Valley. <laughs> Let's see, weirdo from Palm Valley. Oh, is that Leon Dana? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's out here today trying to have it. He's throwing his hands up in the air right now. Good morning, uh, good morning Leon. Yeah, good morning, Leon. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we're just waiting for the tide to change to get these glass minnows in here like we had yesterday. We can see them on the sideline now. So. But, you, um, you know, it's it, it's amazing um, how much you, you just you just brought this up. Fish, all fish, 
love glass minnows. Everything. They, tar- I have seen tarpon ball up glass minnows, and, and it is the most amazing thing. And sharks and kingfish. And then you talked about it for years, Jeff, when you saw glass minnows in the river. It was time to, go, time to go flounder fishing. My, it was it was like a guarantee. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, Chip. No, it's quite all right. It's quite all right. I just, I'm still, uh, still reeling off yesterday. Waiting for today to turn on like that. It was, uh, it was pretty awesome. And we had a fish on probably within the first minute and a half, putting the first bait out, and we caught that one. And then it was just one after another. And so, what, what were you? What, for those that are listening, what what, what were you catching? Tarpon. Okay. Uh, they were all from, you know, the 40 to 60 pound range, and we had a couple bigger ones hooked up. But I mean, it was just. Are they eating the glass minnows? Yeah, they're eating glass minnows, and that's the other key is we were using real small bait. I was going to say, if, if they're eating glass minnows, you know, the old saying match, match the hatch, match, right? Yeah. So, so, what are you using to um, simulate a glass minnow? Because, dude, you can't put a glass minnow on a hook. Uh, we were using one thing that's um, kind of secret, and the other we were throwing small pogies out. Okay. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, just free lining and using a popping fork and getting it. You want to find um, active fish, but when the birds are getting heavy on the on the glass minnows, they were just, the fish were rolling everywhere. And, you know, you'd feed it back and just, you know, you're feeding it back with your fingers and just letting it kind of drift back. Um, without a lot of pressure on it, because you know how you know how pogies are to begin with, and if you put too much pressure, you're going to have a big, wide open mouth, and they're going to die. Yeah. Are you are you running the hook? Uh, well, first of all, what uh, what kind of hook are you using, and and then number two, where are you using that hook on the body of the pogie? Because a lot of times people might go through a nostril. Mm-hmm. Some people would go through the eyes. Captain Kirk, I know, used to like to go between the dorsal fin and the tail fin. Yeah, I like to go right between in that little cartilage spot on their nose. Okay. Um, and I'm using number six trocar circle hook or a six aught trocar circle hook. Um, and it it it's a big hook for that little bait. Yep. However, it didn't seem to matter. Um, you know, and I I went through a bunch of them yesterday and had to break out the eight aught. You know, and uh, I've always had they, good luck with seven aught with tarpon. Yeah, they for were some really, reason. They didn't seem to care, but every one of the fish was buttoned up in the same spot, right on the top of the lip, which is really nice. Which is which is great, isn't it? Yeah, it's so, so easy to handle the fish when it's. I don't think right there's there. anything better than a forty pound tarpon to catch. No, I agree. Yeah, kind yeah. of the medium. Is there anything else? Medium that, heavy that tackle. puts on a show. It, like no, that? no. I mean, sailfish maybe. Oh yeah, oh, I mean you know. If you're, but, I mean, but I'm talking as, something readily available to catch. Yeah, like like something yeah. that you can have a, a, a honest chance of catching one, right. in a day in our area. Yeah, I mean, because you could do it inshore, you could do it offshore. You know, yeah, there's, that's, that's there's, the king. Yep, that's why they call it the king. The king he is the king. Bow to the king, Jeff. I'm I'm out here in a in a, in a, one of my clients' best friends' boat today, um, and it's the boat you need. <laughs> this thing is unbelievable. What is it? Uh, the boat that I need? Yeah. You oh, talked about another boat. Yeah, I need another boat like I need another headache. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 24-foot Hell's Bay Astero Bay boat. Ooh. One of the finest finished boats I've ever been on in my life. Yeah, and really affordable. Absolutely affordable. 
Yeah, yeah, totally affordable. Mm -hmm. That's the reason I've ordered two of them to charter. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's you know, and uh, Hell's Bay. First off, great boat company. Uh, they're the boat that participates in the Captains for Clean Water, the uh, Florida Skiff Challenge, and they make a boat that is top of the line without question. And you pay right. top of the line prices mm -hmm. for a Hell's Bay. Well, it's just like buying a Denali or buying just a Chevy truck, you know. But it's it's a fine machine, you know. And what kind of horsepower is on the back of that thing? Three hundred Suzuki. Okay. Yep, and it it pushes this boat absolutely perfect. Yep. Hey, so, it it looks like the wind's blowing. It's not bad out here. I mean, it's it's just rolly, Kevin. It's got a little light chop on the on the ocean and. You know, but it does have a definite swell coming from the south, southeast, or southeast. So every you know, every day, buddy. In that way, there they rolling again. Yeah. So yeah, we're starting to turn with the tide. Oh, I'm so excited! This is going to go off today. Oh, how about some so, video, man? Get some video, send it to us. Yeah, I'll be definitely trying to do that. So um, you know, you would be awesome because if they're eating glass minnows, chip, and I'm. And you know where I'm going with this, probably is uh, you can tie a fly mm -hmm. to make it look just like a glass. Absolutely, you can. Well, I think one of the keys out here yesterday, Jeff, was having something that looked just a little bit different, so they noticed it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If they're looking at a billion glass minnows, and you know, all of a sudden something different comes out, like when we throw a mullet in a pogey pod, you know? Right. Right. But I Edge and it looks different. And, and 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 I think also Chip, when they're feeding, good point. When they're feeding on glass minnows, they're not looking to eat one. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. They're, they're not they're not targeting a glass minnow. They're targeting a school. Yeah, they're trying uh, to knock the fire out of it and then come back and clean them up. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's something that yeah. uh, just by the way to let people know. A lot of times when you're fishing, when Chip, you're talking about something that looks different, and you take a seven aught or an eight aught circle hook and you put it through the nose of a pogie. Okay, he's not swimming like he's totally healthy. He's uh -oh. swimming jacked up. Yeah, okay. not at all. Definitely getting pulled around, thinking a little bit lower and everything else. Exactly. When a tarpon comes up and, and hits a bait pod, he literally is going through there to like to knock and stun a few of them, and then he turns around and comes back Correct. and kind of cleans up what he's stunned. Well, yeah. when you have a 7 aught circle in a pogey, he looks like he's one of them fish that got stunned because he's swimming all jacked up. Mm -hmm. And right. so that's a lot of times why that attracts that bite on a tarpon yep. because it's swimming all jacked up. I agree with that. That's yeah. cool, man. We'll take lots of pictures, and uh, it's, uh, it's about 8 o'clock now, so we expect an update because we got two more hours that's of right. show. So we want an update in the 9 o'clock hour. Can you do that? Yes, sir. Perfect. Thank you, Chip. Right. Thanks, buddy. Got it. Good luck. That's awesome. It is. That's awesome. It yeah. is. And we're we're not going to say where he is. He didn't say where he is, did he? He did not. Okay, good. No, no. We don't want to give it away. Uh, you see how people are. I mean, also, oh, of course, you know how people are. Ten of his best friends all around. <laughs> hey, Chip, how you doing, buddy? Heard you on the radio. Heard you on the outdoor he, show. He did say. He did say. Secret bait. Yes, he did. He, he was did. not going to give like, it away. He was not going to give it away. And I, 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 got, I, a, I got an idea of what that is, too. Uh, yeah, I do, too. But anyway, let, let's take a break. When we come back, 
We're going to do an LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week, and then we're going to get Mr. Dave Edwards from Tall Times Consulting on the uh, on the show here and talk a little bit of deer, a little bit of prep for the for the deer season, mm-hmm. and more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week. A few weeks back was uh, shopping. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at that nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was walking through Hagen Coastal Outfitters, and I, and this you remember when I joined the Upside Down Club? Yes. Okay. Well, I joined the Upside Down Club, and I lost my knife, the one that I got down at uh, um, uh, it, Fish Bites at Fish Bites. Yes. Trading Post. Yep. Lost the uh, lost the pliers that I got there, and so anyway, so I was at Hagen Coastal Outfitters because I had to go by there for something else. And so I was getting a couple rods, bull bay rods that they had there, which they got a great selection of rods and reels there. And I saw these little white knives that were in like a little glass jar bucket. I'm looking at the picture now. Okay. And I was like, I've never seen one of these. What is this? Mm-hmm. And it was made by Rapala. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And I was like, okay, it's ceramic? A ceramic knife? Mm-hmm. Who in the hell carries a ceramic knife? I'm like, well, ceramic knife, that means it's not steel. Right. That well, means it's not going to rust. That means it's not going to stain your kayak or boat. Mm-hmm. It's $10. Ding, ding. Yeah. I'll be your huckleberry. I uh, want one of them. And, and? Awesome. Really? It's awesome. It's not a fillet knife. No. It's This it's, is like a bait knife. Right, like a bait knife, yeah. That you would carry on your boat for... Various cutting things. It's made of. It's a ceramic knife, so it doesn't rust. Mm-hmm. It has as sharp of an edge as any knife that I've ever had. Okay, extremely sharp. I, I have a really stupid question. I mean, yeah, it, it, is it something that you can run through your work sharp? Yeah, you can sharpen it just like a regular knife. But, okay, but the ceramic knives, and this is not according to Rapala's, you know, uh-huh. media thing about hey buy this knife because but if you research you research a ceramic knife ceramic a ceramic knife supposedly supposedly will hold an edge longer than a a stainless steel knife okay and uh so holds an edge better doesn't rust lightweight easy to carry and then i can put a uh, upside down anti anti upside down club tether through the handle i love this knife this is this is now for 10 bucks for 10 bucks are you kidding me (laughs) this is now permanent fixture on my kayak and i'm going to tell you that uh don't be surprised if you guys get some stocking stuff for ceramic oh thank you christmas yeah appreciate that and uh and friends of mine because i'm telling you remember i got you guys the knife for christmas last Mm -hmm. year the pocket knife with the clip which is money yep uh, then I think that pocket knife was, uh, I think, like $17. And yes. how many lives have you lost in your life? By the way, that is my go-to pocket knife. And it the it, best? No, it's awesome. I'm t- I didn't. It, yeah, it really is. Okay, every now and again, yep. when or not every now and again, but when we do LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week, we're not throwing out just a bunch of junk. I mean, we're throwing right. out stuff that we love and we have to have. And that knife right there for 10 bucks is a must-have for your boat or your kayak. Now, it's not going to be a knife, okay, that you're going to use to start prying loose a lid, okay, on, 
a bottle cap or right, something. Right. It's ceramic. It's ceramic, right. Okay? Yeah. But for cutting purposes, this is an awesome knife. Ten bucks available at uh, the Hagen Coastal Outfitters locations. Can't miss it. It's the Rapala uh, knife of some kind. And you, trust me, mm-hmm. when you go into Hagen Coastal Outfitters, you'll see it because it's an all-white handle and it's got a plastic white sheath. It's the bomb. LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the Southeast. Go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. Before we go talk to Captain Dave, um, just looking at our, our he messages. He ain't no captain. Oh, yeah, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is, too. Is he? It's captain? He's a doctor? He's every, yeah, he's sorry. No, we can't call him Captain Dave. People get confused. Okay, so what do you want to call him? Uh, Dave of Tall Times Consulting. Yeah, no, they know Dave from Cabin Bluff and going fishing and, and, and guiding on hog hunts and yeah. Yeah, but you don't call a like a hunting guy captain. Why not? Why don't it we just, ask it him? It just doesn't sound right. I, I think it sounds great. I don't know. Gibby, what? what do you think? Gibby, if a guy's known for hunting, yeah. should he be called captain? I probably not, but I mean, whatever he wants to be called. Dave, what do you want to be called? <laughs> let's yeah. call let's go say morning, Dave. Hey, good morning. I go by Captain Matt Deer Hunting uh, Dave. There you go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, just, just, but, but uh, before I, we get started, Dave, uh, it, we're getting a lot of messages uh, asking about Captain Kirk. And, and Captain Kirk is, is, is fine. You talked to him this week. I talked to him, yeah. Yeah. And he's, 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 he's still not feeling 100% until he. Gets to the point to where he's like 100% that he's... Yeah, he's just he's dealing with a couple of health things. He's, he's okay. Yep, he's okay. And he just needs a little bit of time to kind of kind of, kind of heal up. So, yeah. and, and, anyway. And, and, and thank you for asking. We appreciate yes. it. And I'm glad you guys miss him because we do too. Yep. So, so Dave, let's get back to this captain yep. thing. Are you a licensed captain? I am. I am. Yeah, um, got my captain's license when I was at Cabin Bluff because uh, I had to have it. For, uh, the ferry, right? Out. Yeah, well, that and guiding folks on the boat and all that good stuff. You had to have your captain's license. And I got my, what is it, Kevin? I, I think I got 100 ton. You got 100 ton, Masters. Got, yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, so I've got my captain's license. Um, um, but I don't I don't go by captain very often. <laughs> See? Oh, oh. Hey, oh, hang on. I won't. Well, this might be too personal, but. Um, my family calls me Captain Dave when um, when I start raising my voice a little bit uh. <laughs> on the boat. Yeah, but see, oh, we, we oh, oh, that Captain Dave. We can't yeah. call you. We yeah. can't call you Captain Dave on the show because we have a Captain Dave that calls in. And we have yeah. a Perucci. Yeah, he's he passed away. Did he really? Yeah, he did. He, he actually uh, was my teacher, and I took his classes to get my captain's license in yeah. Augustine. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, but yeah, Captain Dave, they start calling me Captain Dave uh, when I start yelling, tighten the drag, tighten the drag, tighten the drag. And they're like, it's just a fish. I know, but tighten the drag. You know, <laughs> start ramping up. And they start uh, going, all right, Captain Dave, I think we've got this. You know. Hey, Dave, uh, uh, did you hear hear the uh, the LV Hires Inc. gear tip with the knife? Yeah. You need to get yeah. them. Uh, you're you're, you're going to love them. I mean, these, these things are awesome, and you're right by the, the Yuli Hagen Coastal Outfitters. And when oh, you yeah. go in there, I'm telling you, man. When you see when you see it, you're going to buy more than one. Nice. You'll love yeah, it. I'm that thing is sharp as all get out. By the way, I should have brought it in. You should have brought it in. Yeah, you. absolutely. 
But it's tethered to my kayak. I'd have to take the tether off. Okay. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. Ceramic knife. And, I had a ceramic knife in the kitchen that was amazing. And I end up uh, losing it or something. But yeah, it was quite amazing. I had, and that's the only one I've used, but I was quite impressed with that ceramic. Oh, it's, it's, uh, I never would have thought of a ceramic knife. And, no, me neither. And uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to the, uh, the hunting aspect of why we have you on, the uh, – Last week, we were Kevin mm-hmm. right at the beginning of the show. Says I got to make an admission. I have become a fan of the defense soap. Yes, and uh, Dave, Dave sends me a picture last us a picture yes. last night, and you got you got your your five pack or six pack of the bars of soap of defense soap. So, uh, have you had the opportunity yet? I have about thirty minutes ago. A- a- <laughs> I am. Uh, I will have to say I'm going to join the defense club. <laughs> it's, it's, I, when I when I grabbed it, you know, when I pulled it out of the box, I thought, man, this thing kind of feels, I don't know, it felt plastic. It didn't feel like like regular soap or something. But anyway, but I, I thought, all right, good deal. And it smelled real strong of eucalyptus, tea tree oil. Then mm-hmm. I thought, ooh, this this might uh, be a little too perfumey. <laughs> well, I got in the shower, and that thing lathered up. It was unbelievable, really. I mean, it was it was actually. I know that's kind of crazy to say about soap. It was just kind of crazy. Um, it lathered up great. It was like a thick lather. I got done, and it, I didn't smell like eucalyptus. Exactly. I didn't smell anything really after I got done. So now you're but a believer. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> That's it was funny. The simple thing. I know. Life. I, I, I I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, for years it was considered taboo for guys to be talking about soap or underwear or anything like that. But I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, you just didn't oh. didn't talk about that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, you talked okay. about soap if it had to if it had to do with like the anti scent control soap. Okay, I mean, that right. was okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I mean, dudes, I, we don't talk about, hey, man, do you use ivory or do you use a... Uh, Kirk brings dude wipes Duh. in. Okay. <laughs> hey, we, hey, we still don't wear yoga pants. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, speak for yourself. Oh, I do. That's right. no, you're the good one, Dave. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Anyway, so I got, a, I, got a, I got a kick the other day just to let you guys mm. know. Uh, and I think I told uh, Kevin, I told you, and I told Kurt. Gibby hasn't heard this, and Dave hasn't heard this. So I'm at the Jaguars practice this week. You know, uh-huh. they started practicing, and they're, they're practicing this morning too. And uh, Pete Prisco, CBS sports writer, sure. Pete Prisco is there. Uh, does show on uh, Mondays he with, with, with Baselli. Yeah, yeah. You know, Pete's great. Mm-hmm. You know, P- Pete was a uh, writer for the Times Union way back when when I was playing, and, and good friends with Pete. And he listens to the show. He listens to the show. He listens to our show. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, man. And he comes up and he goes, that defense soap? No way. I not. love it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I said, Jimmy, what? <laughs> I never would have. I'm telling you, you, if you try it, you'll be like, I'll be damned. I was chuckling. Yeah. He goes, he goes, yeah, listen to the show. He goes, I love it. I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah. And I said, oh, that's cool. And he goes, yeah. He goes, uh, I heard you guys talking about that defense soap. And he goes, so I had my wife order some. And he goes, I love it. <laughs> like, oh man, that's funny. Stupid I mean, little but thing. That's how good it is that you, you say you love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm kind of kind of odd, you know. I mean, it's not like you rave about soap, but anyway, anyway, right, en- enough of that, Dave. Yeah. We're going to take a break, and then we'll come back, and then we're going to talk how to minimize pressure 
for deer hunting because i mean now's the time to start planning for it that. is okay so folks yeah. uh, mr dave edwards tall tines consulting right after this right here on the nimnik buick gmc outdoor show Every week about the pre-owned vehicles at Claude Nolan Cadillac. I'm just going to give you a, cu- a couple examples. Actually, four examples. 2018 Chevy Silverado, 2500 HD, 43,000 miles. A 2022 GMC Sierra 1500 Limited, 5,400 miles. 2021 GMC Sierra 1500 four-wheel drive, 37,000 miles. And a 2018 Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk 4x4, which I didn't know. I just was on there looking with 31,000 miles. On it. mm. So so if, if you're in the market for a, a used truck, Claude Nolan Cadillac right there on Southside Boulevard just north of JTB. Great deals. It's hard right. to find a damn truck now, oh, dude. No, I, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, inventory's low. That's why yeah. the, the prices for used are even up a little bit. Yes, they are. All right. Uh, welcome back to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And uh, Captain, Mr. <laughs> Dave Edwards. From Tall Tines Consulting, joining us. And uh, Dave, about this time of year, we all start to get that little itch, you know? You're like, all right, it's time to get ready for hunting season. And one of the best things that you can do to prepare for hunting season is to find ways to let the deer know that you're not there. It's kind of funny, right? (laughs) That's right. To let them know that you're not there. there. So, So in other words, minimizing pressure. How do you go about doing that? Yeah, I mean, there's a... A whole, a whole host of things, and uh, it's actually it's a it's a, a year long thing. I mean, that should be a, a goal all the time to maintain hunting quality. When I say hunting quality, um, you know, enhance deer sighting, the number of deer you're seeing, and that kind of stuff. But you know, this time of year, there's a handful of things you can do. You know, say, uh, you know, Jeff, if you were going to your property or, or Kevin there in, in Georgia, um, there's a lot of things you can be doing right now. To, to ensure you have good hunts later. Um, and, and some of the things include uh, screening when you got uh, stands on food plots and um, you need to screen that hunter so that the hunter can get into the stand and out of the stand. Mm-hmm. With Let's say there's 10 deer on the food plot and um, you're getting down and you had shot, you know, it was an afternoon hunt. You need to be able to get down, get out of there, and not impact those deer, not have them run off, not have them flag, and, you know, even know you're in the world. So uh, some of the ways that you can do that, there's a handful of things, but right now you need, need to act a little bit quick on, on, on this recommendation, but um, I very often, it's kind of a routine, regular uh, recommendation is to create a screen between the stand and the field. Sometimes it's the vegetation. Sometimes your, your stand is backed off the field, even, you know, 10 yards. Uh, and cut windows where you can see out, you know, make shots and see stuff. But if you're, if you got a permanent shooting house that's right on the edge of a food plot, which is very common. I mean, every, just about every property I go to, that ends up being a recommendation because it's just sitting right wide open. Um, and there's zero, there's just absolutely no way to get in and out of that stand without impacting deer. So to, to remedy that a little bit, um, plant a screen in front of the stand on the food plot. Um, whether it's, uh, like right, you were going to do it right now, you could plant stuff like Egyptian wheat that gets tall, you know, eight or 10 foot tall and real thick. Um, you can mix in corn with it. You can use sorghum Sudan, some of those summer crappie kind of things that get real tall. And you, one of the things I see a mistake when people do that is they plant one little, one swath, like, uh, the width of a grain drill kind of thing. 
and you really need to have it about eight or ten yards so that when we start getting frost and freezes it'll start lodging over it'll still provide enough there'll be enough uh thatch there if you want to call it thatch standing dead dead stuff that'll screen that hunter and then the next step is to screen your stand itself mm-hmm. um, that's just straightforward i mean putting you know camo burlap or something from the bottom floor of that stand all the way to the ground um and or if you've got stair a stairwell make sure that stairwell is screened as well so that you can slip in and out you know sneaking sneaking up and down yeah the uh, the curtains what you're talking about, like in a permanent shooting house we we use burlap for a while man birds love burlap and they, they end up stealing it a lot of times <laughs> because they're taking yeah. the strands of burlap yeah, to their sure. nest to build uh-huh. a nest and so uh, uh gerald and i gerald came across it was like an old um privacy screen thing that went up on fencing kind of almost like tennis court kind right. of you know protector thing like we got wind, some windscreen yeah, yeah we got some well it wasn't windscreen because the wind blows through it a little bit but it was similar to that okay. you know um to where you can't see through it you can still see out of it a little bit and uh and the the animals can't pull anything off of it and then we used mm-hmm. and does then, it last year after year or is it like burlap where you got to change it out it, every year it's, it's it's lasted now for four years oh wow and it's like brand new why and didn't then, you ever use that as a gear tip? Uh, just, I mean, it's I don't. We don't know where you get it. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> he just came across. Well, Jail came across, and yeah. we're like, man, this stuff is awesome. Yeah, because yeah, burlap's a pain. Well, burlap, and then the other thing, Dave, is that like when you're in a shooting house and you hang burlap and then you cut it. Okay, it always ends up being a little bit open here and there, and then the birds start pulling it even more where mm-hmm. you've made the cuts. That material that we're talking about, when you make a cut on it, it 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 stays just like that, and then you we use thumbtacks or uh, something like thumbtacks you know mm-hmm. that are a little easier to grab and then we use that to open up little little sections of that window when you're actually in the stand correct so uh, yeah. i'll find out what it is and where we can get it okay and then i would definitely yeah, be interested awesome. yeah it's really good yeah yeah and you know, i want to make sure i was clear um so you were talking about the, the curtains inside the stand but i'm talking about the the legs of the stand right like yeah you can do i mean for for both i mean for uh, the bottom part and and the window so um another thing and if if this would relate to those kind of stands or even the ladders in the woods um is creating what i i kind of term sneak trails um you know a place where you it's a planned out okay i'm gonna park park the buggy here or, or truck or whatever it is and then you need to get from there to your stand you might walk down a road or so, but you need to get in the woods to get to the stand. And so these are nothing more. These are not ATV trails. These aren't big fire breaks. These aren't that kind of situation. These are more like you go in there with a uh, a little chainsaw to cut out little things that need to be cut and hand loppers or, or, yep. or you know pruners. And you prune your way in to where you, where you need to get to your stand. And you need to you know be thinking about the wind direction and how you're going to approach and all that stuff. But once you get it pruned out, you come back. And spray that trail with Roundup, even up to about you know chest high or shoulder high, or whatever, and let it be dying. And it's going to die over the next you know three weeks or more. And then when you come back, you can hit it with a weed eater if you want. And there's going to be grassy stuff, you know, that's dead. And ultimately, when you're completely done, you be able to come back with a backpack blower and just blow right where you walk, you know, a foot foot wide, 
So you're walking on bare dirt most yeah, of the way in. You know, I, I'm, I'm exactly serious. what we do. That, that's that sounds anal, but that's what we do. It's exactly what we do. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I will add, and that well, what we do a lot of times when you when you get to the point where okay, you've you've got the trail cleared out, you've either weed eated, round up, backpacked. Dave, we start to lay uh, like branches and uh, deadfall on the ground, kind of lining the path so that at dark mm-hmm. you can kind of find your way easier. Because a lot of times, okay, let now a few more leaves fall down and kind of cover your path up a little bit, and it's not as quite as easy to see. It might, mm-hmm. you know, the next week you go back. And so yep, with by laying the deadfall down and, and essentially making like curbs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, for the sure. walk, then in the dark, you can walk it, and with moonlight or minimal light, you can find your way a lot easier without having to have a bright flashlight and go, dadgummit, where'd that trail go again? Well, you got a dead tree laying right here, okay, well, you're just, you're guiding yourself right into your stand. Right. The, the, the one, other, yeah. one other tip here, Dave, and, 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 and I'm sure you guys will totally agree with me on this, is that when I'm putting my ladder stands in now, especially my singles, I'm trying to find a big tree. I'm trying to find something that, 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 that covers that, that when I'm sitting in it, the tree, the tree is wider than I am. It's, it's amazing to me. Some, some of the stands that I have like in big Oak trees and, and I'm totally covered. And when I've got camo on, I just completely blend in to the tree, to the stand, everything. You know, if you put that ladder stand in a little skinny tree, there your movement is is it's totally different than if you've got that big tree in the background. Oh yeah, and uh, and I'll add on to that, and that kind of uh, goes into the minimizing hunt pressures when you're picking out. Because there's a lot of folks that are starting to put out stands now, and from here to the hunt season, you know, deploying stands is one uh, get the wide trees if you can, if it's in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd almost rather be in the wrong tree at the right spot than the right tree in the wrong spot. But, um, <laughs> but, but, if you can, but, if, but if you can get, get the right tree there, great. But while you're looking for that tree, make sure you're looking for evergreen things that are going to hold their leaves later on. Cause right now everything looks great. You know, and a nice That's big sweet gum is full of leaves. You go, Oh, this be a perfect spot. You put your stand up, come back mid November and you're just exposed. Out. There's no, no, no leaves. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so look for, you know, water oaks and mm-hmm. any kind of pine, cedars and those kind of things. Um, definitely. I, I, I'd say another uh, another big thing that, that folks could do right now, it's, it's actually best to do this right after the hunting season because um, you're going to have less disturbance and the deer size can be fresh, um, is moving stands. So if you've got uh, a stand that's on a food plot, a ladder stand even, and you're right there exposed, Step back and back into the woods 10 or 15 yards, and you'd be amazed at the difference in the, the, the disturbance you're going to apply, which is going to be a lot lower. You're going to sneak in and out and get in and out. If you've got a little bit of something between you and that food plot versus you coming down that ladder and when your foot hits the ground, you're stepping on a food plot. Mm-hmm. Um, all the deer are going to, you know, the first one to bust is going to booger the rest of them. And um, I've seen it make such huge impact on the number of deer seen not just the beginning of the season but later on as you keep hunting through the season just you know ideally it should be like opening day 
every time you go. Um, if, you, if you're managing everything really intensely, um, it makes a huge difference. Um, you're going to catch, you know, obviously if you, if you don't hunt smart, you're going to catch deer off guard that first part of hunt season. They just are catching on and you're starting to disturb them. But if you'll start managing your hunting pressure, you'll have great hunting all the way through the season. All right, uh, Dave, uh, we got to take a break. You got a, a minute to do one more segment with us? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, because I, I want to follow up with a couple more questions on how to minimize hunting pressure with Mr. Dave Edwards, Tall Tie Consulting, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. CNH Marine Construction, if you got a little piece of waterfront heaven, make it a even better mm-hmm. slice of heaven. CNH Marine Construction does all kinds of projects that relate to wood, docks, I mean, nature trails. Absolutely, they do it all. Boathouses, right. bulkheads, yep. I think they just bought like, a, 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 two more little tugboats. They, awesome. They're they building man. Yeah. Go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com and scroll down the bottom of the page, and then you can click on any of our sponsors' logos down there and take you to their website. Welcome back to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Mr. Dave Edwards from Tall Times Consulting joining us. Dave, <clears throat> talking about minimizing pressure, one of the things you were talking about is moving stands now. The other thing that I would add to that is trim any of your stands now so that you're not doing that like last minute, you know, day before you're like, right. Oh man, you know, I got a tree limb that's blocking me and I need to go out there and you're firing up chainsaws right. days before the opener. And, and the other thing, Dave, real <laughs> go by DG dollar general, wherever. And, 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 and make sure in your side by side, however you're getting from stand to stand to stand, put some wasp spray in there. <laughs> You know, because uh, it's it, it they it, if you leave those jokers for a couple months oh, during the summertime, you can you can guarantee you you've got wasp. Hey, uh, Jeff, let me add on to uh, your trimming and pruning. Um, I've had I've learned to uh, really uh, be very clear about when I give a recommendation on hey, uh, okay, for this stand, uh, make a shooting lane that way and a shooting lane this way, etc. Is um, and I'd come back and it would be a sendero. I mean, it would be, I mean, uh, I'm in a yeah. wide open mode lane or whatever. Right. And uh, depends on whether you're bow hunting or gun hunting, uh, how much you need to trim and all that stuff. But that also plays a big role in hunting pressure of being picked out and all that good stuff. So in, in a nutshell, you want to, you just want to trim windows. Right. Just, just windows, just enough to see and, and be able to identify and make a shot. Um, and you know, don't limit yourself too bad where you, where you got a you know 140 inch buck that walks up on you bow hunting and you end up not getting a shot because he, he walked through the only window you made. You yeah, know? one of one of the other yeah. things that uh, that I've done a lot. You're talking about planting, whether it be Egyptian weed or something tall to be in front of a stand. <clears throat> in some places where I have stands, what I have done is that I'll use a chainsaw and a tractor to create a block. So in other words, when I trim or cut trees or something in an area, you know, where I'm trying to shoot or to clear shooting lanes, I'll try to keep the tree. And if I'm cutting down a whole tree or cutting down big limbs, I try to keep it in big pieces. And then I use, I got a front end loader on the tractor that's got a root grapple. So it, it can grab things mm-hmm. and I'll pick those things up and stack them to create a barrier or a wall on the in front of my stand so like what dave you're talking about the deer never know that i have come and gone because Mm -hmm. i've created this 
barrier of dead vegetation that's in front of one of my stands that I actually have that I hunt quite frequently. And it's going to grow up and be a thicket. It It'll grow up and be a thicket there totally later. Totally a thicket. Know? You know, and then every year yeah. when you go to trim that stand and to keep your shooting lanes open, you mm-hmm. just keep adding the debris to that pile. And it's worked Is out really good. Is that a rifle stand or a bow stand? Either one. Either one? Okay. Either one. Yeah, it's worked out yeah, really good. I'll, I'll add on. We'll use it for, for that purpose, uh, like you described, Jeff. And this has nothing to do with hunt, uh, managing your hunting pressure, but we also do that to direct deer traffic mm-hmm. where we want them and create a funnel. You know, like you've got a bow stand and you can pile stuff up out there at 25 yards that are, you know, straight away from you. Deer are going to come around the end of that and be within 20 yards of you. Yeah, the yeah. the years ago, when I went to the Quality Deer Management Association, they had the convention that was up there, and I think it was Athens. Mm-hmm. Is that is that mm-hmm. right, Dave? That's where it used to be at. Was in Athens. Yeah, headquartered there. Okay, yeah. so it was it was there, and so me and Gerald Scotty Brown was there, Steve Lopez, and uh, it was awesome. They had lots of seminars, and one of the very interesting seminars that we went to was the hinge cutting technique. And and essentially it's very similar to what you're talking about, Dave, is that you're you're using a chainsaw to manage your deer movement. So you're laying your your hinge cutting tree. So in other words, you cut it like maybe three quarters of the way through, the tree falls, and then it's guiding the deer to walk a certain way. Mm-hmm. So you can keep them from yep. walking to the stand or you make them walk in front of you. And, and a lot of times those trees live. That's the whole purpose right. of not cutting it all the right. way through. Exactly. Is that with the hinge cut, some mm-hmm. nutrients still actually work down the part that's laying on the ground to keep it alive. And up north, not so much for us, and Dave, you could probably speak to this more than I, when those trees are laying down like that, a lot of deer eat the leaves off of trees in other places. Mm-hmm. And so it allows oh, yeah. the deer access to actually browse on the leafy material of that tree on top of guiding their movement. Absolutely. In, in, in mature hardwood areas up north, um, real common practices to do what you're describing is the hinge cut. Maybe not so much to make a, at, at so many trees close together that make a, a fence, so to speak, but laying little trees down all through there that'll still survive and produce buds and all that stuff. And, and it provides winter food for them put put food to their level when they're in a mature forest that has you know park-like conditions yeah i learned yeah. i learned this a couple of years back when i was hunting on the navajo indian reservation with mike lona and we were watching mule deer and we were seeing mule deer at this particular time because the leaves were changing in the aspen trees and i don't think there's anything more beautiful than a white aspen tree when it's changing colors into the fall mm-hmm. it becomes a golden yellow gorgeous well, the mule deer love eating those leaves as soon as they fall. Mm-hmm. And we were seeing a lot of mule deer in these white aspens that when we were driving around, I'm like, why? What's the deal? I mean, they love the golden light. Do they like the cover of it? And Mike said, no, they like the leaves. And sure enough, yeah. anything that they could reach, they were eating. And then as soon as it fell to the ground, they were eating them before they started to dry or rot mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, kind of back to when we were talking about uh, pruning and cutting and all that stuff, something that just crossed my mind was uh, right now when you go to your property, if you don't already have them, um, it's a good time to mow out your parking spot. Like where, where you're going to park your park your 
electric bike or where you're going to put your cart or your Polaris or truck, go ahead and mo- plan your spot out, how, how where you're going to park so you can walk to a stand on a food plot or so forth. Um, and that'll give you a good little did place that to hide it. You did that two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, well, you yeah, always... When you, you know, you're, you're a little strategic in those, too. I mean, you're going to, just like picking out a stand, you want to pick out some place that has some cover around it that's going to have perennial cover um, through, the, through the winter. So, um, if you let's just say you have your stand set up because I'm 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 picturing my piece of property okay and 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 we've yeah. done all that I mean I I could especially my box blinds we can we can get in and out of them without without an issue no issue um and yeah. and, and to be honest with you for the most part uh, a couple of them I can walk to from the double wide but the other ones we can't yeah. and and we have a side by side. How how far away should you park? That's a uh, that's a good question um, because part part of reducing your disturbance is I mean disturbance the deer is reducing disturbance on the property. Correct. Unless there's some properties that have active land managers or an active farm and there's stuff riding on it all you know through the year, but on a lot of properties, probably like yours, Kevin, where this sits there quiet. You know, and you come up every two weeks or mm-hmm. you know month or whatever it is. If you come in there and start the, the activity ramps up, then and you got Polaris is running around. That's a big red flag, and um, that'll put deer in. I don't want to call it lockdown, but they'll get very cautious if you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with your with a Polaris or a four wheeler, you'd want to park further away. Mm-hmm. Um, now, having said that, we've all been sit probably sitting in. Uh, in your in your stand before daylight, and you hear your neighbor on a four wheeler headed to his stand, and he's a three quarters of a mile away from you. Right. So, I mean, you hear they hear that. They're, oh, there's yeah. no doubt. And they come unglued um, when they hear that a lot of times. If it's if it if if they're associating that sound with something negative all the time, then yes, hundred percent. Like in Alabama, if you could just about guarantee it's going to lock beer down. Somebody started running around with a four wheeler. So having said that, um, and, and going back to you walking from the trailer, uh, a recommendation I make a lot is you want to park as close as possible to your stand, as close as you can be without disturbing the deer, you know, right there at your stand. Yep. Um, and preferably with electric cart, if you got electric cart, you can slip, if you got a box line on a shooting house uh, and on a food plot, you can just about park at the stand. Yeah. Um, close, or close to it or sometimes right there at it and step off of it, step on the ladder. And the, and the reason I bring that up is you want to reduce the, the, the length of that you're walking on your property. So if you're walking from the trailer from the camp and going to that stand from the camp all the way to that stand, you're leaving a scent trail that can impact deer three, four hours later yeah. or, you know, whatever it is. I, I t- but, totally agree with that. Yep. Yes. So you want to be as close as you can. And, you know, going back to the state trails, you want those, as short as possible too. You don't want to just, you know, strike out and have, have a sneak trail that goes 200 yards through, through your wood. If, if you can afford not to do that. Right. So, um, you, want, you want to be on the ground as little as possible. Yeah. One, one thing I will kind of finish this up with Dave, because we mean you've had this conversation before <clears throat> is that there are stands that you don't have cover on that are really good. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, maybe you had a timber harvest and all of a sudden now you've got a stand that's exposed. And so there's really no way to create cover if you didn't have time to plant mm-hmm. cover. 
and Dave, you had mentioned this before, I want to bring this up again, is that you talked to me about literally driving somebody there in a vehicle and dropping them off and then having them stay in the stand and then you picking them up in the vehicle to let the vehicle run the deer off mm-hmm. instead of a human getting out of a box stand yeah. to run the deer off. And I thought that that was yeah, very interesting. I call that, yeah, I call that buddy hunting. So that's, that stands. there's some stands, like you described, that there's just no way to, to get in and out. There's just not, you can't, you can't make it where you can get in and out. And, um, you know, you, you're just going to have a lot less impact on deer if, when you drive up there with that Polaris or, or, or electric car or truck, let the truck spook the deer, not the hunter. Because all of us have sat in a stand too that, you know, deer start coming out and they, they as soon as they step out, they look dead at the stand. <laughs> sit there and stare at it, stare at it, and do the head bob at you. And that's because they associate that stand with something negative because they've had negative experiences with, with either hunter shooting or hunters getting up and down out of the stand and, walking through there and which which that brings up another another thing that uh when i start talking about hunting pressure with with clients they say oh yeah yeah yeah, we don't shoot a lot well shooting pretty much has zero disturbance other than deer running off the field right then it's it's you walking around and doing and spooking deer that that's way more pressure Uh, you know when you're sitting there watching deer in a food plot and somebody shoots a rifle not too far from you it's a pretty good chance they're not even gonna lift their head up right you know, so so they're used to hearing that, that 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 that's not like a that's not the hunt pressure that I'm describing. It's your human sit. Well, when you stink. To give you an example, when you talk about shooting, that doesn't necessarily disturb the deer. Uh-huh. I was hunting Fargo one time years years back, and coyote pops out and walking along the edge of the edge of the woods, you know, and and I and I shoot and I missed. That coming, I yeah. missed. I'm like, well, that probably messed up my hunt for the rest of the morning. And just sit back, you know, got comfortable, put the gun back. You know, I'm in a gunslinger. Sitting back, look up, literally two minutes later, and look over my left shoulder, and here comes a giant buck. And literally, just like, right. no big deal. Right. You, you know, could, even though you had just shot. Oh, yeah, he yeah. didn't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you'd have killed yeah. the coyote, you know, <laughs> it might have been might, different. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we had clients in Alabama that would actually pay us, which was awesome. They'd pay us to come harvest those for them so they might need to shoot you know 70 does and um i can remember an afternoon i was sitting on about a three acre food plot hey dave 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 I had, dave hold hold, hold that thought we're gonna you, you, we're gonna keep you one more segment yeah we are <laughs> hold, <laughs> all right hold, hold that thought <laughs> and uh, we need to take a break here on the nimbic buick gmc outdoor show because i want to hear and i want to find somebody that's going to pay me to come shoot <laughs> 70 does off of their land i'm going to call all my friends boys we got venison. Anybody want some? <laughs> Hang tight right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. We are keeping Dave all morning from his work at all times consulting. <laughs> you should have just come in, Dave. Mr. Dave Edwards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so you got a client that uh, needs to control a lot of does looking to have 70. I mean, wow. Wow. And so this story you were yeah. telling about, you got a client that needs some doe population control, and you're getting paid? Yeah. I, and, uh, we had, I don't know, five or six or eight over time there that, um, you know, they would be, they would need to kill aggressively harvest a lot of deer because they had very healthy deer. They were producing lots of deer, so they had to harvest, you know, 
whether it's 30 or, or 70 does every year to maintain herd quality and they just didn't have the time to do it and so i put together um this might sound uh, i don't know what it sound like but i I put together a carnage crew and (laughs) (laughs) the carnage crew was made up of serious you know high quality hunters Uh that, that knew what they were doing and we would go on the property and in between you know their their hunting and try to just least disturbance that kind of stuff and and take these deer and it was pretty crazy um they got some of the guys on my team kind of scared me because uh we'd roll into a property they've never been on in the dark and i would say okay this creek is your boundary this is you know this road blah blah and drop them off and when i'd come back to get them we'd be picking up you know six eight ten deer from that one hunter <laughs> that kind of thing but uh, what i was going to tell you with the hunting pressure and the are you wondering the same thing I am? How come you didn't get a phone call? Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And it it was it was it was it was fun. We must um, not be high quality. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but related to the hunting pressure side and, and gunshot, I was sitting on a three acre field, something like that, and um, had two or three does. Had three does come out that. I wanted to let them get out as far as possible because after I shot the first one, I wanted to try to get the, another one before they got to the wood line. And um, popped her, she's right in the middle of the field, get the other one before, one of the other ones before it gets to the head. Well, for the for the next two hours, I think it was, deer would come out every 10 minutes after I shot. Five, <laughs> 10 minutes later, more deer would come out. They would see that doe out in the middle, start bobbing their head, and I'd let them get all the way to them, and I'd pop them. And... I had five deer within arm reach of each other, right dead in the middle of the field and had others that, you know, shooting as they were trying to get out of there. So I ended up with nine deer <laughs> that one afternoon that I shot the rifle nine times, a 270, and they kept coming out. So it wasn't, you know, they're used to hearing that. Right. Hearing those shots. Yeah, shot. yeah, yeah. that's interesting. And I don't know if they can. Hey, uh, they're, they're probably thinking, well, that's more food for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, back, I, I want to go back to Kevin. You talking about riding, uh, riding, and we were talking about negative, negative yep. interactions with the, with the vehicles and Polaris's and all that. Uh, while we were on break, I thought about something that uh, we have to do on properties from time to time. I'm actually doing it on a property here in Northeast Florida. Is trying to, if you want to call it training deer, um, or giving them positive interactions with trucks and four wheelers, etc. And this is particularly a lot of times on properties where people shot them off the Polaris or out of the windows and all that kind of stuff is we put a tailgate corn spinner on the back of the Polaris or whatever vehicle it is. Right. And as you're, as you're riding along, you know, they got little remotes. So all you got to do is push a button and you scatter a little corn down the road, et cetera. And you start training deer to, to know, Hey, that's the ice cream truck. That's right. That's a good thing. And particularly if you see a deer or, a few deer and they bounce off you hit that thing and it makes that noise and um when they come back to investigate they go hey that was something good and so i've seen it be very successful at turning deer around to, to having a, a positive thought about a vehicle versus a negative i got i got a, and it, and I, I, it totally I, works yep. because i i can yep. i can tell you that of years ago at a place that i used to hunt mm-hmm. we would or they would drive around with a truck and they would feed up spots with corn Mm -hmm. and literally in the black dark 
you can, or even in the daytime, it depends on when they were feeding. Sometimes they were mm-hmm. like going to put people out of the dark. You could look in the rear view mirror and there's deer running behind <laughs> chasing no the truck. Seriously? <laughs> Swear to God. Oh no. Right. And it yeah. was like, and it doesn't, it doesn't take much corn. What? I mean, a 50 pound bag and a spinner, spinner back. Wasn't there, even that. Yeah. And we weren't, and Dave, we weren't spreading the corn out with the truck. Okay, you would drive yeah. the truck to a stand, and then and then literally get out of the truck and you know put out essentially about a three gallon bucket of corn, maybe two gallon bucket of corn at each place, and these deer yeah. were running behind the truck, and it yeah. was like the first time I was ever there, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Right. But that's like Dave <laughs> right. is saying, that's what they were they've learned. Yeah, and 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 again. I think I, I'm almost positive that they've learned that on on our property, um, you know, the side by side. But the one thing that, that that I don't that I don't do, Dave, is it's it's almost an idle thing, you know. I, I don't haul butt around yeah. and scream, you know, around the corner. You know what I mean? It's 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 idle. I, oh, yeah. I, I, I idle right up there to where, I, and, and I use a five gallon bucket because I like to to throw it out. I like to 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 spread my corn. I don't put it in piles or anything like that. I like for them to kind of graze on it. And yep. it's, it's make them hunt for it. exactly, I like to make them hunt for it. They feel more comfortable doing that. But, you know, obviously these are all places I have trail cameras and, you know, let's just say, I don't know, three, four days goes by. There's me on the camera, right? An hour mm-hmm. later or not even that sometimes there's, there's a deer, you know? I mean, so they're, yeah. they're obviously, they're, they're hearing the side by side. But but you're right. I, I I do believe that they if you're if you're throwing feet out or something like that, um, they 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 get used to to hearing yeah, that. That's a neat way to train them. And uh, Kevin alluded to this last week when uh, we were on the show. Talked about a tractor. If you used a tractor to go to and from the stand, Dave, it might be the best way a- of getting in and out of a stand. No question. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially if you're you're farming and doing and you know, they're they're used to seeing tractors on a lot of properties. Yeah, that's like another, the, another thing, that's like thing the least the, thing that bothers it them. It does. The tractor does. The uh, yeah, yeah, does not bother them. Yep. Thinking about the vehicles and all, another good thing to do is is not just joyriding. And we're probably all three guilty of uh, getting to the camp, all excited about the weekend, grab an adult beverage, jump on the buggy, and take off and go check things out. And especially on a Polaris or something with a loud motor, you you just uh, let everybody know you you're there for the weekend, and um, <laughs> You kind of just, you know, especially if it's a property that's quiet all the time. And then Friday, at Friday evening, uh, all of a sudden there's, you know, they're hearing voices, they're hearing stuff going on at the camp. You know, next thing you know, they hear something riding around and people. You used to hunt at a place like that, Kevin. Oh, yeah. That first time they, first day they'd get there, hop in the buggy, ride around. Ride around. And then all of a sudden, didn't see a whole lot of deer. Nope. I'm like, what's going on? Yep. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I get on his rear end all the time with Grandpa Jimmy. If he hadn't seen anything by 9 a.m., he's walking the woods. You know, and I'm like, oh, you can't, you I, can't. That, now that that's a bad that's that's not something to do now. But during hunting season, when you're managing pressure, like the worst thing you can do is put on full on <laughs> scouting mission. You know, or just yes, walk. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, uh, and we we I, I have just uh, I've dealt with that through my whole career of commercial hunting lodges where you you know you're dropping a hunter off and your ladder stands right here we'll be back picked up at 10 o'clock don't get down and walk around blah blah 
they just they just they at can't stand thirty. They haven't seen nothing. They get down and they wander all around, and we end up picking them up on another road, or you know, yeah, I shot a deer. You know, where is it? Uh, well, when you go down this road and off to the right, you know, what are you kidding me? Anyway, but yeah, they impact <laughs> they impact the deer. That's that's one of the biggest ways to shut things down and start walking around everywhere. Yep, exactly. Well, Dave, we appreciate Thanks, you taking buddy. the time this morning and. Uh, and, and interrupting your tall times consulting job. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, uh, it was killing me to hear Chip out there tarpon fishing because I really wanted to go tarpon fishing. When I looked at the weather, I thought, okay, good, I can work. So I didn't have to make that hard decision, but he's out there. Oh, uh, he's, now, and now he just, he, he just caught one. <laughs> yep. Wow. Just yeah, to rub just, it in yeah, on yeah, you. Yeah, while, while we yeah. were speaking, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, he just caught one. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all have a good Okay, buddy. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. We come back. We got a ring power cat tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the ring power cat tip of the week. Ring power in a cat rental store has the most dependable and youngest fleet in the industry. So if you've got a job and you need to get it done, and bottom line, treated right, yes, go to ringpower.com and they have a piece of equipment. For every application you can possibly imagine, from light towers to dozers to excavators, skid steers, you name it, they've got it. Mm -hmm. This week's tip. uh, Yeah, this week's tip goes right into what we were talking about with Dave Edwards. And it's being prepared. And if you, I don't know if you remember this time last year, Jeff, I had been shooting my bow Mm -hmm. quite a bit, Um, you know, three, four times a week, 20, 25 shots a, a and and I just noticed it. I, I don't know something. My my, you know, my groups weren't where they normally are, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I, I called Rick at Strike Zone, and um, I took my bow in there, and I said, I said, I, I said maybe it's me. I'm just getting older. I can't see as much. My groups aren't as tight. Well, anyway, he went through my bow, and he found a hairline fracture in one of my limbs. Oh boy, that's and, man, you're lucky you found that. Totally. I mean, and, and I couldn't hardly see it. Ooh. And and uh, um, I, you know, Botech, I I sent a letter to him, I emailed him, and they're like, dude, you pay for the shipping, we'll totally redo your bow. Mm-hmm. And I did, and it took about two weeks. But they, I came back almost a brand new bow. Did they just replace it, or did no, they no, no, fix no, no? It? They put new limbs on okay. it and everything. Yeah, and and um, so my, my, a lot my, of times, if if it's a good bow company. Yeah, they just they'll just replace it if they stand by their product. A lot of times they will just replace the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Well, I, I love my bow, <laughs> so I was okay with yeah. them re- replacing. And so I had text um, Rick Stinson at Strike Zone yesterday, and I said, you know, we, we're going to talk about uh, getting your bow tuned up, bringing it to you. And he sent this back to me. This it, it, specifically, he said, tell them if they need strings and cables to get it done as soon as possible. Um, he said because it's they're way behind on product. Yeah, way behind. In other words, it's hard to get material. It's, it's hard to get material. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you if you want to get your bow tuned up, uh, if you want to go see Rick and and, and, and um, don't be that guy. Don't that be two, that guy. Yeah. two weeks prior to the opener. You know, four weeks from now, you pull out the bow and say, "Well, I need to shoot it." Right. Right. And it's got a problem and it needs fixing. You need to take it to Rick at Strike Zone. And he says, "Well, if you brought it to me four weeks ago, I would have had right. something, but it's sold out." Now. I mean, we've got six weeks. That's right. Six weeks, we'll be you know, 
Maybe it's a crazy. Three. Yeah, six weeks. Uh, yeah, in six weeks. Gosh, when we get 10th. to this point, I'm just like sitting there counting the days down to where we can get at least to the month of September, where you go, okay, we might get a little bit of cooler right. weather. Not cool weather, right? Cooler. cooler. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Yell, you're gonna be calling a football game in what ten days or something? Yeah. No, <laughs> not ten days. Thursday. It'll be Thursday coming up. The yeah. week from today is going to be the induction. Of, in the Hall of Fame for Tony. Okay, so, so we have a we have a football game on Thursday evening. Thursday night, eight o'clock. Thursday night. Hall of Fame game. Okay. And we will be doing our broadcast I like we have done in the past. So, wow. Yep. So and, 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 and their first padded practices tomorrow? What's going on right now? <laughs> so you're in shoulder pads yeah. <laughs> today. Full pads tomorrow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss the practice I did, this morning, I, I, but I'll watch and, it. And by the way, um, I know this isn't Ring Power Tip of the Week, but but I did hear you talk about the story with Coughlin with just helmets and shoulder pads. Yeah. And you're like... And he thought he was giving us a big break. <laughs> yeah. Where are you Well, out? Tom, taking the knee pads off, boy, I really appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> anyway, that's your Ring yeah, Power you Cat Tip of the Week. Go to ringpower.com to learn more. Take your bow to strike zone. Let Rick fix it up prior to bow season. All right, let's go to the phone lines and let's bring up Top Gun this morning. Morning, Top Gun. I, I feel a need for speed. What's going on, boys? So you do know that uh, today's a big day. Me and the wife and daughter are going to see Top Gun. And, and Top Gun? Can I, can, Outstanding. Can, can I, you can, will love it. Can I tell you, you this? You will love it. Can't wait. Have, it, have not seen a movie and I, I know this is going to sound crazy, in 10 or 15 years, I can't remember the last movie I've been to. Wow. Pirates of the Caribbean, the original one. Great movie. I, 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 I don't know. Gibby, I don't know how long that was. It's um, been a while. Okay. Yeah, probably 15 years. But I bought tickets for Top Gun on Tuesday evening. Ah. And Carrie and I went and saw it, and it was awesome. It is oh, awesome. It is. Yep. I, 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 I don't tell me anything about I, I don't, it. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I'm not. But it, it, and, and here's the deal. I'd, I'd like to go see it again. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's wow. It, that's it's, saying something. It, it's it's an it's it's an awesome. Movie. You're on it, the edge of your seat. Okay. Yeah, you know. And here's the thing: I kept hearing these crazy prices for tickets and this. Yeah, that, the other. same. Yeah, it's sixteen Normal. bucks for yeah. two people. Well, same like, thing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. All right, so so Top Gun. But they do serve beer now. Uh yeah. That's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need one of those places. You may not remember the movie. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, you, you, no. So, Top Gun, did you hear that in your absence last week, I told a Top Gun joke? I will get to that in a minute. <laughs> I've got a show to do here. Okay. okay. Don't rush me. Don't rush me. Anywho, I went met this couple at the boat ramp. Very nice. Nice boat. The name of the boat was On the Hunt. Cool name. David and Terry Bledsoe. I want y'all to tell them, hey, they're long-time listeners. Hey. Shout out. Cool. Hey. Cool. Cool. And uh, I want to say to Captain James Cook, uh, get better. We miss you, and I'm praying for you. Nothing uh, worse than being down and out. Been there. Done did, that. Ditto. And um, thanks for your great tip. On the uh, bread ties, when I was a kid, my dad had a grocery store, I told you that, in the village. And my mother used to say, go down to the store, get a loaf of bread, and reach 
down on the bottom and get one of those because he put the older bread on top, mm-hmm. trying to sell it first. So that's what I did, and that's what I've always done. Mm-hmm. But thanks to y'all's tip, I went to buy bread, and I'm sitting there looking at it going, uh, let's see, the yellow tie was, was that Monday? Yeah, we've, we've since green? found out that the colors and, and, are not necessarily consistent across manufacturers. And, 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 and it was so funny as I uh, I was in the grocery store yesterday, I had to go look. Did you go look? Absolutely, <laughs> I did. Uh, and, 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 and every single one of them are different colors. Yep. The, the twist. Well, y'all got- yep. Well, y'all named more colors than the LBQTGXZ has got. <laughs> and I was totally confused. And then I went, oh, hell, I can't get no bread. It's Sunday. They didn't make any. That's right. So I left. <laughs> and didn't get any bread. Okay. And I was, I was scanning the news channels the other day, and they were talking about shark attacks. Mm-hmm. And, um... They said, let's go to our shark expert. I don't know where he went, was, but uh, they showed this guy that he's sitting at a desk and got uh, surfer-type curly hair, and he goes, uh, oh, you don't have to worry about the sharks. There's been less attacks uh, than there was 15 years ago. There's been six in the last week in Lo- off Long Island. Come on, man. Did you? I'm just he, curious. Did you happen to see the video of the Great White on Long Island yesterday? No. I no. Think okay. I if did, you, I'm if not you, sure. if you, and, I, and I, I, I literally, I stopped it and I, I told Carrie, I said, "This is what we always tell people: don't do." He's swimming in a school of bait. A huge, you know, like Jeff, where where the shark is, you can see sand underneath him, and and and, and oh it, it looks like God. he's in a hole. It's because it's, that's bait. He's swimming in bait. Yeah. So, anyway, well, go, go ahead. I don't know about you boys, but if I get a shark report from somebody that's supposed to be a a, a shark expert, mm-hmm. I want the guy to look like he's at least been out in the sun in the last 10 years. <laughs> this guy was whiter than Andy Warhol. <laughs> I'm like, what the, what, what is, he must be getting his information from Shark Week or something, because mm-hmm. he ain't left the house. Okay. Get me a real expert on that. <laughs> anyway, about your joke, I thought it was good. Are you oh. gave, did you give him an A? Or a, that's no, good. he said okay. good. No, good. Okay. Come no. on. Okay. I said pretty good. Pretty good, Logs. <laughs> Thank you. I liked it. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I feel kind of proud. I actually got the approval of Top you know, Gun you, on a joke. You, you are a personality. Mm. You are uh, got your own radio show, nationally broadcast Jaguar games. You are an ex-NFL football player and a good player at that, but you're not Top Gun. That's me. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, there was these two kids in the hospital. We're going to have a joke Billy off. and Tommy. Okay. And they got put in the same room. Billy was kind of a tough kid. And he says to Tommy, what are you in here for? And Tommy says, uh, well, I'm a little scared. I'm having my tonsils taken out. And Billy said, man, don't worry about that. He said, uh, your throat will be sore for about a week. 
but you get ice cream four times a day. You'll love it. That kid goes, oh, great. So he looks at Billy and says, uh, what are you in here for? And Billy says, uh, I'm getting circumcised. And Tommy says, oh, my God, that's terrible. And Billy says, what do you mean? And Tommy says, I had that done to me when I was a kid, and I couldn't walk for two years. LTS, baby! <laughs> I'm trying to catch it. I'm trying to get it. Yeah. Gibby, did you get it? We'll have to take a break. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> revisit that one. Okay. That's a good idea. Anyway, uh, 904-641-1010 if you'd like to join us this morning here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. So I, I, I have a serious question for you. Like, really serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so your favorite convenience store, mm-hmm. do, you, do you pay attention to people behind the counter as in being nice or not yes, nice? Yes, absolutely. Okay, me too. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I, I, I can't stand going into a convenience store. And, can't, go in, can't stand going anywhere and dealing with somebody right. <laughs> without having good customer service. Exactly. Yeah. Circle K. It's a must. I mean, I, 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 I'm there three, four times a week because obviously when I'm fishing, I'm, I'm fueling up and I'm going in and getting whatever. And, you know, it's it's always cool to me that, that the people behind the counter are always friendly. Mm-hmm. I, I think that means a lot oh. in, in, in business. You know, I mean, if you got somebody grumpy back there, you just don't want to go buy your stuff in there. No. You know, but if you want inexpensive gas and cold, cold beer and nice people, Circle K. There you go. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring up Brian this morning. Morning, Brian. Brian? Brian. Brian? Brian's not, Brian's not there. All right, well, let's put him back on hold. We'll see if you. Yep, try him again. Come back. Here, Hutt. He's off. He's gone. Anyway. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got to get an update from Captain Chip. Yep, um, we we do. Captain Chip, call us, give give us an update. Um, so uh, next week we mm-hmm. we talked about this. We got a game on Thursday, and then the uh, the, the, the Hall of Fame introduction is it induction induction. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Hall of Fame induction is induction, a week a week from today, and it starts at twelve noon. Okay, and uh, Tony, I think, is like third or fourth in the lineup. So I mean, okay. I mean, you got to tune in for the whole thing. But do you yeah. think he'll bring up falling in the water on the on 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 the boat with you? Probably and I? not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. No, well, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I saw Tony this week, obviously with uh, with the Jaguar stuff, and yeah. And, you know, the best part is giving them a hard time. Mm-hmm. You know, we were having meetings, you know, about our broadcast stuff this year, and and getting all that stuff kind of organized and. And, uh, and this is this is you'll laugh at this, and, t- and Tony was laughing at it too. You know, every every year when we have our pregame show, you know, the tailgate show, sure. and then uh, also the the hour network show that we have, there's a segment in there called First Rounds on Us, which it's me and Tony and and JP kind of mm-hmm. hosts it with uh, with Mike Dempsey, and uh, might be a little bit of change of some of that stuff as far as who's hosting this year, and. Uh, but JP's still going to be there, which is great. And Brian Sexton's going to be a part of it. And also, Very back, cool. you know, again, yeah. which is awesome. Brian's great. And 
there's always been kind of a uh, clip that plays in the background when when you know me and Tony are introduced, mm-hmm. and one of them is uh, the introduction by the former NFL commissioner Pete Rozelle announcing the pick of me. Okay, okay. and then the crowd back then booed. Okay, but, yeah, so Joe, because you were in New York, our producer, yeah, kind right. of has fun with that. And then one week he might have the crowd boo me mm-hmm. on on this part, and then give applause to Tony. And the next week it might be flipped. It's right. just whatever Joe wants to do, and mm-hmm. it's and it's fun. And so I was joking around with Tony. I said, you know, because Tony's like, you know, let's change that that up this year. Let's not do the boos and the and the cheers. I was like, what do you want? You want like the Hall of Fame processional music, you know, for your introduction now? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so uh, so I told him, I said, look, man, get ready for it. You're going to get that grief all year long. It's you know, you know all what? good fun. If you can't have fun, it ain't no fun. That's It's, it's going to be cool. It's <laughs> no, gonna, I'm fired it's up. Gonna be, yeah. I'm fired up. Yeah. And by the way, did you know, just a little trivia thing, there's like a, there's a Baselli bourbon out. What? Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you have your own Hang bourbon. tight. Hang tight, okay. folks. There's some details coming out on that. Okay. Anyway, let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring in Aaron this morning. Morning, Aaron. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning. Hey, I just wanted to touch base with y'all on Top Gun's joke. Uh, it had me rolling in the car, and then y'all didn't get it, and I started questioning my own sanity. <laughs> No, we got it. Uh, we, we, it. It took us. I didn't get it. Right. Yeah, Jeff didn't I'm gonna get it. I'm going to be honest, Aaron. Okay. <laughs> Kevin had to explain it to me that, okay, when a baby is young, it can't walk until it gets to be about two years old. <laughs> well, that was puzzling to me, too, because according to my parents, it took me about twice that long, and I'm still having trouble. Well, and there's some that walk at a year old. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, I, I get it now, but, yeah, it took me a minute. It took an explanation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. Well, that's all I have for you, and I appreciate the show. Okay, buddy. I listen to it every morning, and uh, y'all have a good day. You too, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. See, so appreciate the call. Yeah, sometimes we need a little help. Mm-hmm. Got it. And we're not shy to admit it. We get a little help sometimes. All right, let's go talk to Scott this morning. Good morning, Scott. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. How you doing? Good. Good. Love the show. And uh, hey, you were talking about uh, your food plots and, and prepping up for the year. Mm-hmm. I just spent the week up in my new property in uh, South Central Georgia. I've got 88 Dunstan chestnut trees that are got burrs growing left and right. Sure. And I just bought it in December, so I'm not sure exactly when they're going to drop. But if you if you guys have, I, I got I I, uh, I have crop, I have chestnut trees. Uh, they'll they'll drop oh, some. Yeah, I do. I've done some uh, chestnut trees. Now, now wait a minute. There, just a, a clarification here on chestnut trees. Chestnut trees, essentially, for the most part in the United States, got and for most people that don't know this, got wiped out from some kind of blight. Correct. Years ago. Yep. And so, chest in 1904. So it was called the chestnut blight. Right. And so, if there is a natural American chestnut tree that you have, and it's extremely rare, most of the chestnuts that we have now were are Chinese chestnuts, Mm -hmm. which have have a uh, natural ability to fight the blight, the blight, which has wiped out the American mm-hmm. chestnut tree. So just wanted to yeah. put that out there yeah, before I, the conversation I, I, goes. I, I planted, I don't know how many trees, uh, numerous years ago. And and some of them lived and some of them didn't. I mean, it, it, and uh, but the ones that lived, um, they, they, they'll drop like the end of October and the deer hammer them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's pretty amazing. And you have, you said you have about 80? There's uh, I've got 88. They're about 
so they are Dunstans. I do know that. Yep. And, uh, Modern Dunstans also. And, yeah, these are, they're about, I mean, some of them are 15 feet tall now. And, wow. uh, hundreds of burrs. And so I've, I just planted, uh, I've got corn and I'm putting winter rye and brassicas in between each of the rows. Uh, so it's, uh, the redneck blind is going to look good over it. Yeah. Right, so my, 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 so did you just buy, did you just buy this piece of land? Yeah, I bought it in December. I had some property in central Florida that I sold, and I bought this property in December. How many acres did you end up getting? Uh, it's 180. All awesome. Get. Yeah, awesome. Good for you. Yeah. yeah well, I'm just it's, curious. What, what county are you in? Telfair. I'm in Telfair. Yeah, well, yeah, you guys need to hook up. Yeah, 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 yeah Scott, yeah. you need to you need to leave us your number. We're yeah. we're both up in the same neck of the woods. Sure. No way. Yeah, we I can we can help you out with a lot of connections up there because uh, we've uh, been up there for quite some time. Yeah, in that dude, area. I, I got guys that do bulldozer tractor work. Whatever you need, Griffin's you, warehouse. You need, you need food, seed, fertilizer, yeah. lime. Yeah, we got we got the connections. <laughs> Nice, nice, and yeah, and, uh, and also if you need the uh, forestry commission to help you out with doing certain things, uh, one of my good friends runs those. Uh, he runs a tri county area right there through Telfair. Yeah, we 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 yeah. We, I had the, I did a thin cut uh, throughout the property and also cleared out three acres that I just created a food plot, just planted in a buckwheat, and it was it was thirty year old pine, and now it's now it's a beautiful buckwheat field. It's pretty sweet. There you go. So, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You you obviously listen to this show because I've been talking about buckwheat for a while. Yeah, buckwheat's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I do. Well, you guys have a great show. I'd love to connect and find out where you are and 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 vice versa. But right, well, just 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 Scott, just hold on and, and Gibby will get your phone number and I'll shoot you a text after the show. All right, did so, you have any other questions yeah. before you leave your phone number? Uh, so no. So when when the chestnuts are dropping on your property, these dunces. It's mid October. That's about when. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was just. I'm just curious relative to when they're dropping. If it's during bow season, during you know muzzleloader or rifle, but uh, sounds like it's right at the end of bow season. Yeah. One, one of the things that uh, that I uh, I've kind of learned to look for in that area for bow is if you can find some of your fruit trees, your natural plums, your American Beautyberry yeah. bushes, those things are amazing for bow season, especially the uh, American beautyberry. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think about that. It's, it's like a, it's like a very erect plant, you know, as far as, yeah. uh, and it cr- creates this. In fact, the first bow kill I ever got in my life was on my property and it was a doe that was eating American beautyberry. Mm-hmm. They love them. Love them. Yeah. Yep. Love them. Nice. Yep. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I'll be, um, I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm trying to figure out where to put all the stands and, uh, it's, uh, it's been a, a labor of love as you guys know, but, uh, I'm fired up for the season. The show's got and, me all, and, and, you got and, me all wrapped around the axle. I and, gotta get and, back and, and, and by the way, I just got a text. I, I've, I've been on your property. I've hunted your property. Oh, you have. I have. Okay. I have, I have turkey, <laughs> I've, at- I've, I've turkey hunted your property. I've never really? deer hunted your property. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I know I know who you bought it from, and and uh, we we got you covered, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's a good. Yeah, he's a, the guy that uh, the guy that planted them all and uh, did the work. He set it up beautifully. It's, uh, yep. It's we property, we so. we did it at the same time. Hey, yep. by, by the oh, way, yes. by the way, Scott, there's uh, there's two publications that we're really big fans of, mm-hmm. and Kevin, I know that uh, you like the Mossy Oak public uh, publication. Yeah. What is G- it called? Gamekeepers. Again? Gamekeepers. And Scott, I don't know if you. Uh, yeah, it's okay. called it's called it's, Game it's Keepers. It's awesome. Yeah. 
And then the other publication is the one that Dave Edwards writes for, and it's uh, it comes out every couple months. What is the name of that? I got one. I got to sit in. Is the one Scotty Brown? Scotty okay. Brown writes in it too. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll find out in a break. And uh, yeah. and and or, Scott, or, Dave does the article, and Dave can text me because he's probably listening. Dave, please text me ASAP, ASAP if you can. But he does like a management calendar, and then also does a, a large number of articles for this publication. And it's awesome. I mean, this this publication that comes out, it's almost it literally when it comes to you, it, it comes in a three ring binder, so you keep them, so that you can refer back yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, for landowners and land managers, this is a must have publication to have a subscription to. And uh, and when we get the name of it, oh, it's called Wildlife Trends. Thank you, Dave. Yep, Wildlife Trends. Wildlife, Wildlife Trends, Trends and Gamekeepers. Those yep. those two publications, awesome. Yep. I'll get him. I'll hey, get him. All right, buddy. Hang on, okay? All right, will do. You too. All right, uh, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. And just a reminder, folks, that if you want to have a little getaway here before the kids go back to school, Steenhatchee River Club over in Steenhatchee, you can get a little cabin. You can rent a boat, go scalloping, go fishing. Go shrimping. Go shrimping. <laughs> and just relax. Mm-hmm. And some of the cabins that they have, they just little quaint little cabins. They've got a couple of them that are dog-friendly. They got grills. You can go over there and just have a great time. Yeah, just go to the website and look at it. Steenhatchee yeah. River Club. Go to the homepage of outdoorshow.com. Mm-hmm. Click on the Steenhatchee River Club link, and it'll take you right to their website. And to join us here this morning, 904-641-1010. One of the all-time great songs. Oh, went down to Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Devil went down to Georgia. Hey, uh, if you're in St. Augustine, welcome to Moe's Southwest. Welcome to Moe's. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. a little hungry. That's why. It's <laughs> true. Getting a little chips and queso. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, buddy. Home wrecker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, Their breakfast. Good. I know they're not open for breakfast anymore. 11 o'clock. Man. Yeah, I know. They used to have money breakfast burritos. They, they, they did. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's go to the phone lines here on the Olympic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. If you'd like to join in, 904-641-1010. Let's bring up Joe this morning. Morning, Joe. Morning. Morning. Yeah, it's just my son and I listen to y'all daily, and and although we didn't just fish the Steenahatchee River Club, we did fish one just south of there, and an epic redfish bite, an epic redfish bite down that way. Awesome. So, so just just south of there would either be uh, Horseshoe. Horseshoe or Cedar Key. Well, Cedar Cedar Key. We fish okay. we fish with Captain Jimbo Key down that way. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Did, Unbelievable. Just 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 how curious. long ago? Yeah. We just we uh, my son's ten. He just put a, a twelve pound uh, triple tail in the boat uh, yesterday. Oh, that's t- so you were you were there yesterday. Well, we were there two days. Yeah, we go down and fish two days. We stay local, and uh, we, you know, right there on the island, and uh, and we fish two days right there with him. That's fantastic. But, uh, are, just curious, are you throwing artificials or are you throwing live bait? Um, a little bit of both. You okay. know, I'll be honest. Up here, I've, I've, you know, my family's out of Mayport, and uh, we uh, we always threw shrimp and so forth, but um, up. You know, over there they they throw a lot of dead bait. Yep, a lot, a lot of cut mullet. Huh? How about that? But they're catching, they're catching, they're catching really, really big mullet. 
um, uh, to, to do cut bait with. And uh, it keeps the catfish off for the most part. But uh, we had reds that were 38, 39 inches long. That we, we had to turn back. And, of course, on a 3,000 reel, um, it's it's pretty sporty. Oh, it's great. That's fun stuff, man. Right. And we got one 37-inch snook that um, was... You know, sadly not in season, but oh was, my gosh, that, that is a what giant that way, what way you think? Oh gosh, I don't. We didn't put him on the scale. You know, we took a few pictures. If, if I was um, technically savvy enough, we'd send you the pictures. But uh, technology is one of my shortcomings. <laughs> well, talk to your son; he'll he can figure it out. That's for right. You. Well, <laughs> he can. But uh, anyway, it's uh, it's a good time. But I was listening to you fellas, and y'all were talking about some chestnut trees. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got uh, I, for the last uh, eight years, I've been I have a little farm not far from y'all in Wheeler County. Yeah, yep. And I've got uh, just over two hundred and fifty chestnut trees. Most of mine drop late August, September. Okay. Okay. Um, different, di- different, I, different variety. Well, yes and no. I got Dunstans, which, okay. um, you know, the whole Dunstan thing's a little creative. But uh, the um, my Dunstans, which are supposed to be blight, re- you know, supposed to be blight resistant, have not been any more resistant than the other cultivars that I've bought out of what used to be called Empire Chestnut. But think it now, if I, it's it's got a they're a co-op. Yep. So huh. it's, it's different. And, 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 and Joe, just to totally agree with you, I, I my 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 tree's got a blight. Right. Yep. Yeah. And and of course, you can spray some with um, copper sulfate, which will reduce some of the rotting mm-hmm. around those scars. Yep. And another thing you need to watch out for is the ambrosia beetle that also loves them usually into January through February. Now, once your trees get up to have a caliper of over six inches, you generally don't have to worry about it killing them. Correct. But, you know, you can spray them with uh, bifenethrin, and that will take care of them if you spray once you know, or twice uh, during the early season. There, it will t- it'll kill them. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, 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 you know. You know. My solution is to the whole chestnut thing, there, Joe. What's that? I don't plant them. <laughs> I yep. don't. You yep. know that, and, and, and there's a lot of positiveness to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to choose another tree. I mean, yep. there's too many other good trees to choose I, from. I, I agree. Than to deal with the headache of a chestnut. Uh, I Seriously. Agree. No, I. I, 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 I don't, yep. I don't. I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. Me either, but I was growing it as a business, you know. Um, I'm going to be honest, when I was buying my uh, Dunstans, they were $15 a piece, and I thought I was getting bent over. Yep. But, but uh, and now they're up to, what, 35 or so. Correct. But, um, you know, my son and I grow them out, and uh, I don't want to do a commercial here, so... I'm just going to say that we grow them out. Right. Um, and uh, we're far more friendly, let's say. But um, anyway, I was you were talking about uh, food plots with a gentleman just prior to. We put in ours in, in 
I've been buying a mix uh, from a company out of Nebraska. It's a 13-way mix. And um, right now, my food plots are up but anywhere from six to eight feet tall. And I've got quite a bit of, um, of a sun hemp in it, which I heard last year, uh, I believe, uh, Jeff had mentioned that he had just kind of come on it or something. And, and yes, it's, it's good to plant with like iron clay peas. It's uh, good to have a, a plant vine on it. it oh, you can't walk in my food plot. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, those things are monstrous. Yeah. And, and the deer love them. Yeah, they eat they, it. And, on, and there's it. no doubt that they will eat it. They will eat it, and they will eat it to the ground. Huh. They will actually, they will actually, and I have witnessed them get up on their back legs, grab onto the branch, and pull it down. Huh. And I, they will just destroy it. Hey, by the way, I'm I'm on. If you if you guys have never, or if you're trying to find a place to buy trees, I always buy my trees at the Wildlife Group. Mm-hmm. It's in Alabama. It's in Alabama, right? And they uh-huh. and they ship it directly to your house, and Joe, they come in a box, and they will have uh, bare root, or and some of them you can get containerized, right. etc. I'm looking at the uh, Chinese chestnuts. You can buy bare roots uh, if they're 12 to 24 inches tall; they're four dollars a piece. Right. If they're 24 right. inches to 36, you can get them at six dollars a piece. If you want to buy them in a three gallon container, fifteen dollars. Well. The only issue, and and that's how I bought mine. Yeah. That's how I, I got mine, and they were about they were about twenty four inches tall. And I've like I said, I bought them out of Washington State. I've bought them I bought them out of Iowa, and then I bought them from up north. And the ones I bought at uh, uh, Dunstan, I mean, I went down to Alaska and picked them up. Uh, you know, roots. There's a whole lot to be said for roots. Um, and for example. A tree you plant from roots quite often will bear the second year. Correct. The from seed, not from seed, but from bare root, it's probably three or four years. Maybe. And of course, you have to you have to put them in a tree tube. Yeah, I, th- oh, I, th- oh, I think yeah. a lot of it depends on just how it's you know taken care of. I mean, it's, it's I think it's, it's always it's totally about how you some... how you're taken care of. If if you're able to put in some type of a water system, sure. you know, because I they have... talk about they talk about that first mm-hmm. year being so important. Um, it's huge. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. but it, but it, but if seriously for anybody looking to plant trees, the wildlife group has right. some of the best trees that there is. Yeah, that, that, that's right. cool stuff. It's, it's... Um, I'm trying to think of his name, um, Dr. Deer. Is he, isn't he involved with them? I don't know. No, he doesn't have any ownership in that. I think he might have done something with them in the past, but, uh, yeah, that's not okay. uh, not, a, okay. not affiliated. I, okay, I thought he might yep. be involved. Yep. But, we got to uh, take a break, Joe. Hey, Joe, stay on the line. We're going to get your number because uh, you're a neighbor. Yeah, you're you're definitely a neighbor. Well, yeah, because I, I thought the, yeah, I'll stay on the line. Okay, buddy. I'm here. Hang Thank on. you, Joe. Thanks, buddy. All right, we got one more segment to go. If you'd like to uh, to join us, 904-641-1010. And, folks, uh, you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. And let me add this. Oh. Always remember, Nimnik, you always get a best price guarantee. Remember that. Okay, I'll remember. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, your home for the best price guarantee. And for the month of July, don't forget if you buy a used vehicle at the Nimnik family of dealerships, they're going to hand you a $500 gas card. $500, yes indeed, 
No gimmicks, no catches. You buy a used car from Nimic Family Dealerships, you get a $500 gas card. All right, let's do an updated weather, an updated tide. We'll start with the weather brought to you by the Bearded Pig. Yes, there is a Bearded Pig, and there's two of them in Jacksonville. (laughs) (laughs) One of them in San Marco, and then the other one out at the beach, the home of the best barbecue in Jacksonville, period. And uh, I would highly recommend a lot of things from the menu because I can tell you, you can go to the Bearded Poutine, you can go to the Burn Ends, you can have the uh, Frito Pie. Mm. Rest so of today, <laughs> South Southwest winds. I had to cut you off because I'm I know hungry. you. You can yeah, tell. I can tell. Yeah. Um, south winds, fifteen to twenty tonight. Just be careful if you're fishing in the morning. Um, it's it's it, no matter what they say, it's gonna it, there's gonna be a residual swell, three to four feet. South winds uh, tomorrow, ten knots, becoming southeast. Uh, Monday, south winds, ten to fifteen, becoming southeast. Tuesday, southwest winds, five to ten, becoming southeast. Wednesday, southwest winds 5 to 10, becoming southeast in the afternoon. So, there you go. There you are. It's, it's, nothing's changing. Tides Report brought to you by the home of the best sub in Jacksonville and the best French fries, and it's not even close, and uh, great sweet tea. Not sweet, but sweet. At Mayport at 1038 a.m., it's going to be a high tide. That's a 4.02. 4.08 p.m. this afternoon, it's going to be a low tide. That's a .25. Tomorrow on Sunday, early in the morning tomorrow at 4.47 a.m., that's a low tide. That's a .28. 11.17 a.m. is going to be a high tide at Mayport. That's a 4.08. That's your tides brought to you each and every week by Angie Subs. Let's go to the phone lines and bring up Bob this morning. Morning, Bob. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Re- really enjoy the program. Listen every week. Uh, Thank you. Just Thanks, like, Bob. Just like, just like going to church. So. <laughs> And anyhow, Jeff was mentioning uh, where he gets his trees from, and I couldn't grab a pen fast enough to write it down. Sure. Uh, up in up in Alabama, right? That's correct. It's called the Wildlife Group. Oh, okay. All right. They, uh, and, they have uh, all sorts, sorts of uh, trees? Yeah. In fact, uh, Alan Deese is the guy, I believe it is, that, uh, that owns the Wildlife Group. And uh, if you just literally search the Wildlife Group, You'll uh, see online that they have a product guide and catalog that you can see, and it's awesome uh, as far as the amount of the, – the different amount of trees that they have. This is not some mom-and-pop organization. I mean, this is highly professional. When they pack your seedlings, uh, whether if they're bare root or whatever, they're wrapped and they're cold. I mean, they're cold packs in it when it's shipped. And uh, it, this is a highly professional highly professional tree place that they that uh, runs out of alabama okay i don't buy any trees except from there i can tell you that i appreciate the lead on that because we have property and uh down down the road from you guys in uh in uh uh, florida near lake city Mm -hmm. so we're over in welburn florida yeah they only have 20 20 acres but i I love that area all right well hey look uh I mean, heck, I mean, Wellborn Lake City, beautiful every piece of prime ground that you can spruce up. And here's the great thing that that they do: they do a great job of. They're not trying to sell you something that's not going to work, Bob. I mean, they're mm-hmm. going to they're going to they've got like a hardiness zone, so you want to make sure you're getting the trees for your right. zone. And then they have the uh, the equipment that, that can go along with it. Like for example, when when I planted some of my oak trees and some of my fruit trees in the past, I would buy the tree tube protectors. And then also oh, okay. the stakes that uh, mm-hmm. that you can come along with it, and they sell all that with it. And it's not like they oh, jack the price up on it. 
Just to, you yeah, know, they're, they're not trying to upsell yeah. you because you're buying it from them and they charge a premium. It's right. extremely affordable, and uh, and they have packages too. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're trying to buy specific trees, you can buy specific trees, and when you buy more, you obviously get a discount. But they also have packages, and I'm looking at some of them right now just to give you an idea of some of these packages. Uh, you can buy a pear package, which has uh, 15 varieties of trees, and then you have an apple package, a crab apple package, a complete package. So you can get a mix of oak trees, fruit trees, the whole nine yards. So check it out. Yeah, Wildlife Group. All right, I will. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. We, we have... Uh, we have um uh, a big blueberry and blackberry patch, and I'll make it real short here. Our grandkids came up, and my wife had gone out and looked at the blueberries and blackberries, and everything was ready to be picked the next day. The deer came that night and wiped, I mean, <laughs> wiped everything clean, licking clean, nothing left. It, you know, <laughs> it is so funny, Bobby. You should say that because I have a grapevine. Yep. That I it, it and 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 I'm telling you. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of grapes, and oh, we yeah. haven't eaten. We have not eaten one. I know we've got a vineyard. <laughs> yeah. We put in. We put a. We put a vineyard in. We put an orchard in, and we put a berry area in. And of course, we've got you know animals on the property. But uh, uh, I want to put a row of chestnut trees down the down the middle of the of the lane coming up the driveway. So. I'll, I'll take a look at these guys, and thanks for the tip. Absolutely. Yeah, and by the way, uh, just to give you another little tip here, Bob, there's a, uh, for your blackberries, et cetera, there's a, a deer fence that you can buy, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's and Dr. Grant Woods was the first one that I heard talk about it. Kevin, and correct me if I'm wrong, but essentially it's like two, it's, it's two separate strings, mm-hmm. tape mm-hmm. that are strung, one is low, and then the other one is just inside of it, and it's higher. Mm-hmm. Okay. And deer can jump over any fence. But right, they, right. They, but they don't like it when there's two separated and their difference in height and also a little bit in distance. Do you remember what it – Yeah, what, well, there's, there's, there's two different ways. To, it, it, there's, there's one that you can put electricity to. Yeah, but not, and, not and, those. I know, but there's another one that you can spray, and, and it's mm-hmm. the, the, the spray – the spray that, one either. I, I I mean I know exactly what you're talking about, but there's it, it's got to have something to deter the deer besides yeah, just the fence. And uh, Bob, if you send us a message on Facebook or Instagram, mm-hmm. I'll 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 do a little digging and I'll find exactly because those that's the kind of thing that you need to put up to keep the deer out from your area yeah. to your blackberries to keep them off of it. Yeah. and it's very oh, easy God. to put up and very inexpensive. Okay. Yep. okay, I will send you a message on Facebook. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Bob. Right, thanks, thanks Bob. Thank you. Yeah, it's, yeah I, uh, I know. I, I I know exactly what you're talking it's about. It's like a it's like a white. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, and they did. You're, you're using um, because like a fence post. Yeah, and 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 um, they put them around like soybean fields, and they deer can't get yeah, in. Na- native nurseries, which is mossy oak, has that fencing. Okay. Okay, but it's 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 the same type of fencing that you're talking about. But it's, it, it 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 comes with like a like a spray bottle okay and and you have to 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 spray the tape and you have to spray it like every two three weeks to keep the sit there and and, and it keeps the deer out okay so yeah I, i'll have to find the exact i can't remember i can't remember the name of it yeah but i'm telling you that 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 mossy oak has the uh, a version of the, that the version of that okay yes yeah for for sure and and here's the thing it, it 
they're not going to eat it when they're green. So you don't need to put it around it. No. You know, you it, it might you need be, to have it when that, they want that, to eat that it. Two weeks of, right. of when you want to pick them. <laughs> but, right. But keep, I've, keep them I, it's so funny he, he brought that up because it, Carrie and I went up to the property and man, our grapevine was was, was incredible. And you know, I told you, you know, I showed you the the pictures of the deer around the the double wide, mm-hmm. and you know where they were going back and forth to. The grapevine. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they ate all the grapes. She was not happy about it. So, yeah, um, I'm going to have to do that. That's a, that's, a, that's a great idea. I didn't even think about that one. They, about two weeks before they yeah. start, just, just put yeah, the fence just around. Just put it. that little fence That's on. a great idea. That's I think it's called tip. plot saver, maybe. It could be. Anyway. Anyway, uh, as, as usual, Logs, the Nemnick Outdoor Show was brought to you by some fine sponsors. Welcome to Moe's Southwest Grill, Steenhatchee River Club, Angie Subs, Strike Zone, Shimano, Whalen Bay Marine, Kirby Co-Builders, Inc., Tire Outlet, the Nemnick Family of Dealerships, CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine, Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires, Inc. By the way, we forgot to do a Kirby Co-Builders Cooking Tip of the Week. We did. Next week, we'll do two. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Hagen Coastal Outfitters, LV Hires, Inc. Coastal Equipment, two locations, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Bearded Pig, Ring Power and Cat Rental Store, Circle K, and, of course, the Nimnick Family of Dealerships, your home of the best price guarantee, Nimnick Chevrolet on Cassett, five-time award winner, dealer of the year, and Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway. Folks, remember anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See ya. See ya.